Hey folks, Captain Kevin Faber here from Whalen Bay Marine, and I want to tell you all about a line of boats they are carrying. Whalen Bay now carries tractor boats, nitro performance fishing boats, sun tractor pontoon boats, Tahoe boats, and we all know the last one, Mako. So now, no matter what your boat needs are, Whalen Bay has you covered. You have your choice of the number one aluminum boat, family boats, performance fishing boats, or just straight up fishing machine in the new Mako boats. Does it get any better? Also, I can promise you, when you buy your new boat, all of the folks at Whalen Bay will make sure your boat is rigged correctly and in a timely manner. And you can do all this at Whalen Bay Marine. It's St. Augustine, located at 845 State Road 207. Or give them a call at 904-217-3778. Whalen Bay Marine, your authorized tracker boat, Nitro, Sun Tracker, Tahoe, and Mako boats dealer. And remember, every day is a boat show at Whalen Bay Marine. Chevrolet Outdoor Show. I'm Captain Kevin Favor, sitting in with Mr. Lagerman, Captain Kirk Waltz. Good morning. Chris, nice to be here. Chris uh, Wayne we're is, we're is, all is here. To, yeah, we are all here. All right. Got the I band can't all. believe it. I, I know cannot it. believe it. I know it. The band's back together. Yeah. Golly. Yeah. Everybody's a... positively negative. So. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> right out loud. We okay? We're sure? We're yeah. Sure yeah. It's all yeah. Right. Oh, yeah. Right as rain, baby. It's, it's all good. $24 a kit. Yeah. Keep mm. testing. How many times you guys test this week? Uh, twice. A couple. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Everybody's making sure, right? Yeah. I mean, it's absolutely. going around. Oh yeah, yeah it is. It is. Uh, it's it hit us pretty quick. Yep, all of us. You know, um, I, I just inevitable. I'm knocking on wood. Amen, brother. Yeah, you know? Amen. Just I don't think that's wood. I'm just saying. Well, yeah, that's true. Foxwood. It's got some it. kind of wood fiber in there. Yeah, there okay. you go. Yeah. <laughs> I'm knocking on wood. It's, fiber. it's the closest thing we got. Okay. Yeah, it's crushed. Yeah, it'll, it'll work uh, for now. Hey, made for an interesting couple of weeks during the holidays. That's for sure. Yeah, it's so, like a huge high to, like, you got to be kidding. So yeah. are we, we going to just tell everybody what happened? I mean, or are we going to just lay it out there? Well, right. I, I mean, I had a head cold, as far Kev, as I know. I, well, Kev, I, you know I, I didn't. Yeah, Kirk, Kirk, Kirk didn't. Kirk, yeah. Kirk got the uh, uh, the vid. The rona. The, the coronavirus. Yeah. yeah. I tested positive for the coronavirus. Are you sure it was the coronavirus, or is it the flu-rona? Oh, God. That's a thing now. Did you hear about that? Yeah, that's I, so stupid. I actually, you got the flu-rona. I actually have a Cold friend of mine Rona. who got uh, back-to-back, got the flu, and then right after recovering or semi-recovering from that, got, got right into the coronavirus. Ouch. That's a flu-corona. I yeah. mean, whoa. whoa. You talk yeah, about a, yeah, you <laughs> left that hook right. and then yeah, a right hook. Flu-corona. Whammo. Like, that's like a, I'm a glad month, you got that, Kurt. Thank you. six weeks of lucky. Yeah. Yeah. And then you got uh, just a cold, and you thought at first that I, it was going to be. Yeah, I mean, you know, the, the first thing everybody does, I think, that, uh, I, I'm, I'm, absolutely, I'm, everything I'm, is very, the I'm very lucky now. because I can I can literally text my doctor, you know, and um, and you know, the first thing, go get tested, get tested, it's negative. Well, you know, 
Wait a couple days, do it again. Exactly, exactly. You know, and and um, you know, this was on. Got started feeling bad on Friday afternoon. Saturday, I, I did the show with you guys from the house, and and I wasn't bad. Sunday was like ah, mm-hmm. yeah. Monday wasn't much better. And Tuesday, I felt like I was coming around, and then and then Wednesday, I I felt I felt very good. So isn't that amazing? But, yeah. I mean, just how your mindset and everybody's mindset has changed. Oh yeah. Now that you know, if you get just a little bit of a sure. cold, maybe a scratchy throat, maybe you got a little bit of a cough. I, I can I can promise think. you, three years ago, if I'd have felt like that on Friday, I would have been here Saturday morning. Yeah, you know, I mean, not, I just had a little itchy throat. Absolutely, and, you know what I mean. I, I, I mean, I wasn't, I wasn't like definitely sick or anything. You know what I mean? I, yeah, mean, I, I could, I could come to work, but yeah. now it's like, no, stay away. Yeah. You know? Nowadays, it, you know, back in the day, suck it up. Yeah, you know? exactly. You gotta, gotta work. Yeah. You know, you gotta yeah. go, man. Yeah. Come on. I mean, know, yeah, sacrifice. And, and I always bring up this example. Do y'all remember when Michael Jordan played a playoff game with the flu? Yeah. Yeah. Dude, I do remember dude, he that. Was, yeah. I mean, sick, sick. He probably got the whole team sick. Maybe. Eventually, you know. Maybe. But I mean, he played. Wasn't a big deal. No, it was <laughs> Hey. You know, for, so. for millennia, people have done that and gotten sick and just – I remember my dad never stayed home when he was sick. That's right. I mean, he worked for the railroad, and he worked in the rain, the snow, the cold, the heat. He was and like if, a postman. And it was time to go to work. Dad got up at 5 in the morning. He right. made his eggs and bacon. Right. He had a cup work. of coffee, and he was out the door at 6 o'clock. Yeah. He, was, he was an eggs and bacon everyday guy? Every day. Isn't that Love amazing? It. That's Every, great. And a cup of black coffee, buddy. <laughs> mm-hmm. How many eggs? Two? Two. Two, Two eggs, eggs. O'Reezy? And my dad couldn't cook with a coot. Mm. He was terrible. I loved him to death. But he could cook the eggs. He could cook the eggs, but he'd always burn them. <laughs> he'd burn the eggs, and he'd bur- I'd come in there to have bacon with him, and I'd go, Dad. Did know, he do the bacon first and then throw the egg on top yep. of the bacon oh, grease? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. And it's, do, that's how you got to do it. Do yeah. the little swish thing that's so right. it was over easy. Mm-hmm. So it was cooking the top of the eggs. Yep, oh, that's yeah, that's right. Yeah, to throw the grease, to on, throw top the grease of the on top of the egg. You wouldn't turn it. To, you know, no, and, no, you didn't turn it. No. no. And you know how that, that bacon would get kind of that black to it? Yeah. Like, it's a little too hot. Oh, yeah. I, and you'd always go, my mom would come and go, Ralph, turn the, turn the heat down. He'd go, oh, that's all right. Tastes good like that. I like it just like that. <laughs> Get out of my business. He'd, That's right. He'd I got to go to work. He'd have the bacon. I don't feel good. White toast with a little bit of butter <laughs> and yeah. black coffee. And he'd suck it up and he'd just go. And, and you go, Dad, you look sick. I don't, I'm don't. i fine. I'm going to work. Put his boots on out the door. Yeah. Those are the days when those people work 12, 14-hour days. Yeah. Oh, I that's mean, right. You know? Yeah. That's but, that is wild. You're right, Kevin. People just they would just get up and go to work. Yeah, that's went, grit, they, baby. Yeah, they that's grit. Went, got up, went to work, and now, like like Jeff said, your your mindset is is just totally. Well, mine was having fun during the Christmas holidays. Kyle, he came into town and gave it to you. Yeah, <laughs> and just... came to the house. Yep, that's about right. And on Christmas Eve, he went back to his hotel, and he's he called me and he said, Dad. And I said, what's wrong? He goes, I don't feel I'm good. feeling good. And I said, okay. I said, what's going on? He said, sore throat, head hurts. And I, I was thinking, well, you know, you drank a little bourbon today. Maybe, you know, uh-huh. you know, tip the, you know, kiss the Blarney Stone there, buddy. And he's pretty tough. And he goes, nah, went by CVS. And I said, uh-oh. And he uh-oh. Goes, he goes, yep. He said, I won't be back tomorrow. I'm not going to expose you and mom. I'm thinking, yeah, that's too late. You just yeah, you already did. It. Thanks, appreciate it. Yeah. Just stayed here for three days. That's not you know, but um, yeah, it was that I didn't test for like three days. Kate did the first day. I mean, she 
tested positive first day. And then I didn't get it for three days, and then I got it. Mm. It, was, it was just like getting a mild case of the flu. Right. You know? Right. Just got to let it run its course. Absolutely. And did the same thing. Talk, you know, sent Dr. Pennington a yep. text, and Doug texts me right back and goes, here, call in two prescriptions. You guys go up there and take yeah. these two. And lay down. And just, just chill. So you good? I mean, how do you feel now? You all right? I feel great. Yeah. I'm like Kevin. Still got a little tickle every once in a while. Yeah. Yeah. Just, just that. Just Did you like, lose any weight? Oh, I lost ten pounds. Did you? Oh, we weren't eating nothing. I mean, soup. okay. Well, that's not too such a I bad thing. I never lost an guess. appetite, but again, I had a silver lining. The thing that's, that's yeah, stunk, that's right. The thing that stunk is all the food we had laying around. <laughs> it was like for, for Christmas. Yeah, yeah. It was like uh, we had prime rib, rib left over from Christmas dinner. We had uh, we had a uh, basically a cookout, you know, with oysters and crab dip, and I had baby back ribs. Wow! I mean, we had sliced salami and all this food, and it was like, and it went to waste. It really did, Jeff. Yeah, that's I mean, it's like you don't. You know, it's like, I'm not eating that. I can't eat that. You know? Did you uh, Did you try to deer hunt at all this week? I did. You I, did? Yeah, I did, and it was uh, totally uneventful. Right. I mean, just kind of a little bit of a a letdown, Anti- a little bit. Anticlimactic, <laughs> right. huh? Yeah, I mean, typically the last week of the season, you know, you guys have known this for a while that, you know, when myself and the boys get together at Scotty my place, we we've had some pretty good luck for that last week. Yep. Yeah. And this year, man, nah, it's just, uh, and maybe we were in the wrong spots. I don't know, but we just didn't see a whole lot of deer. And I think out of three sits that I had or was able to get, I saw uh, one unknown, a doe and a yearling. And I saw a four corn buck and another unknown just because it was too dark. Yeah. That's mm-hmm. it. I mean, yeah. I went up weird, <clears throat> went up on um, Sunday morning and uh, got there. And, and, and the only thing that I wanted to do was like put corn out in two spots. I, I really didn't plan on hunting, but I just figured I'd just put corn in two spots. I hadn't been up there since December 13th. So I was really curious to see what my cameras, mm-hmm. you know, um, grabbed all my chips, which are, I got 12 cameras out. And then it was it was dead. Dead on the camera. <laughs> I mean, it was it was dead. I, I I saw a couple little eight points, you know, a few does, um, but my buck that I haven't seen since uh, November twenty eighth, uh, the one that the, the giant that I was hunt, hunting, um, he's he's disappeared completely, completely, completely. Okay. Which, they, which they always do. I mean, yeah. it's it's I, it's it's so uncanny. I mean, I try to tell those guys up there that, that, that are hunting with me now, you know, Chip Wingo, that they, they lease property around me and, and James Azuri. And I'm like, look, you better get it done before the end of yeah, November. You, you better. I mean, you you might you might see something in December and January, but for the most part, it's and, and you know, your enthusiasm wanes off my, well, as, I'll as, tell you, as that goes on, too. My, my thought process has completely changed. And then in November, in November, you're fired up. You're, yeah, it's going to happen at any minute. Yep. And a lot of times, you know, you get great, great entertainment. You yep. get uh, opportunities. Mm-hmm. Once it gets into December and into January, you just have to go out there with the mindset of, I'm just going to go and enjoy the day. That's that, right. No, 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 no. I, that's what absolutely. It's it's about the peace and the quiet. Yep. And the relaxation. Mm-hmm. And, and the so, great weather. And the great weather. And great so weather. I always try to, to pick a place that typically is very comfortable. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's right. So, so you can sit for a I, long time. I, 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 I almost feel lazy 
because I picked the most comfortable spot. You know, whether that's in a, a beautiful box blind yeah. over a beautiful food plot, you know, and I could just lean my gun in the corner and put my binox in front of me and watch deer if they come out. If not, I'm, I watched the back of my eyelids a couple times this week. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I don't, I, I don't blame you for that. I did. I took me a couple good naps. Yeah, Some I, of the best naps I've ever had has been sitting in a tree stand. Yeah, uh, I, yeah. I, I'll tell you what though, boys, that, that storm that we had come through on Sunday was mm-hmm. no joke. Got about three inches at my place. And windy. Yeah. I mean, it blew down some stuff, Jack. Yeah, we got a lot of debris in the roads. I mean, not a, not crazy, but yeah. Get yeah. them out. Yeah. It yeah definitely, it was, the wind definitely blew. It definitely blew. Yeah. Yep. So that was, and then it was it, it was beautiful after that. Absolutely gorgeous. All right. Uh, let's do a weather, and uh, let's do a tide so everybody is, is happy, healthy, and we are all back in studio here at uh, the 1010XL Studios. And we have serious upgrades since you guys yes. last were in here. The computers are actually working and fast. Yeah, they're, they're wow. great. Wow, how yeah. about that? Really, was that fast? I mean, it's yeah, these things work, man. They're good. Yeah, but I, would, I don't know how fast that was fast. This is fast. Oh, it loaded up that fast. Yeah, it's fast. Okay. Yeah, all it's right. actually fast. Mm-hmm. Believe it or not. All right, the weather forecast brought to you by... The best barbecue in Jacksonville. I don't have one. I'm just, but is it fast? I, you know. It's fast. I'm still on my training wheels. <laughs> Brought to you by the best barbecue in Jacksonville. The Bearded Pig, two locations. Kings Avenue near downtown and then also at the beach. Can't, uh, can't miss them. And if you want to try the best of the best, that is it at the Bearded Pig. Weather forecast for this week. The Synopsis got a strong, strong high pressure extending from the eastern Great Lakes southward through the Southern Appalachia is going to migrate east today. And what does that mean? Okay. Uh, essentially, east-northeast winds today, 15 to 20 knots. Seas 3 to 5 feet. Yeah. Five seconds on the interval. Nice. Tonight, east-southeast winds, 15 to 20 knots. Lovely. Oh, yeah. I'm Which headed for the woods. transitions uh-huh. into tomorrow, southeast winds around 15 knots. Three, uh, three to five feet, six seconds on the intervals. And then coming around, here we go. Monday, west winds, 10 to 15 knots, becoming north, northwest, 15 to 20 in the afternoon. Seas three to five feet. I dig it. Tuesday and Tuesday night, north uh, northeast winds, 15 to 20. Seas five to seven feet. And then Wednesday, northeast winds, 15 to 20 knots, diminishing to 10 to 15 in the afternoon. For the temperatures inland, you are going to have an extremely warm day today, tomorrow, and then that little front come through on Monday. So today the high is 72. Tomorrow the high is 78. Monday got a chance of storms. The high is 69. Tuesday, 57. Mm. Wednesday, 63. Thursday, 63. Friday, 65. Oh, we got 10 days of cold weather yeah. coming. But that's fine. That's fine. I think we need it. Yeah. I'm we need all colder for it. than that. Yeah, they're talking 30s. I wish we could get colder than that. All right, Tide's Report brought to you by the best sub shop in Jacksonville, Angie Subs. And don't forget about Angie Subs on Beach, right there at Beach and Penman, but don't forget about the Grom at the beach. Mm-hmm. A little different menu, but also some of the same things and same exact great outstanding taste. And the Tide's at Mayport. And <clears throat> let's see how fast that loaded, Kirk. Uh, All right, today the Tide's. Yeah, boom. <laughs> Bam. I can almost count. Bam. Count to five. Six forty-two a.m. this morning. We had a low tide. That was a point zero eight at one o nine p.m. That's going to be a four point two nine high tide. Mm. 
And then tomorrow at 7.43 a.m., that's a .31 low tide, 2.01 p.m., is your 3.96 high tide. That's your tides each and every week, brought to you by Angie Subs. And let's take a break here on the Nimnick Buick GMC Outdoor Show, and you're listening to Jeff Lagerman, Captain Kirk Waltz, and Captain Kevin Favor. Don't do it. <laughs> Folks, if you're in the uh, market. Steely Dan? There's <laughs> only one place to go. That's Claude Nolan Cadillac. Yeah, right. Located on Southside Boulevard, just north of JTB. And also, if you're in the market for a pre-owned vehicle, go in and tell them what you're looking for. may not find it for you in the next week or so, but give them a little time and they'll find exactly what you want at the exact price that you're looking for at right. Claude Nolan Cadillac. So, Chris, uh, if we do have somebody that calls in at yeah. 641-1010, you're going to have to tell us that somebody is on the phone because I... I mean, you know, usually we, I can I can fix it. We uh, I thank God I don't. We we usually have a call screen here, <clears throat> right? And we have like, nothing. It's Let totally me, yeah, gone. I'll I'll take a look at it, but in the meantime, I'll yeah. Just want to let you. I'll, know. I'll Is that Steely Dan? Shut up! <laughs> hey, Chris, you'll appreciate this. Uh, I don't know. No, you will. No, I really don't know. <laughs> I am uh, I am just finishing up a, a pretty interesting book. Okay. Mm. And uh, it's the latest Peter Frampton book. Oh, nice. Oh, really? Yeah. Interesting. I mean, I, every now and again, you know, I try to pick something a little bit different to read. You a little know? culture. Is it a bibliography uh, or what? He, I mean, it's a, he's got a biography. Like a, a, well, co- a bibliography would just be a list of other articles. Well, he talks, you know, he basically is talking about, you know, his life and, mm-hmm. and everything. And, Interesting. And, uh, Did he talk about Black Beauty at all? Black Beauty. What do you mean, mm-hmm. Black Beauty? His guitar, Black Beauty. Oh, yeah, oh. about how he got it back? Yes. Yeah, oh, it's an amazing story. Great story. story. Uh, great great I, story. I thought he was talking about a drug. Black yeah, Beauty. really. I, <laughs> I did, too. I thought he was talking about taking acid or yeah. something. Yeah, yeah, that's right. Yeah, <laughs> do you feel like I do? Yeah, yeah. Oh. Which, yeah. which uh, you know, look, I, I'm, I've grown up, you know, if, you, if you're of our age, I mean, Peter Frampton was huh? huge. Oh. One of the best rock and roll guitarists of, of all time. The, well, the... The album itself, Frampton Comes Alive, was a monster oh, was album. Huge. Oh yeah, and he tried all kind of new technology then too. It was what was a, that thing called, Chris? The the, the, the talk the, box. The talk box. Mm-hmm. The wah wah. Yeah. Which had been around, but nothing like he. Nobody like ever used it like, like he, he did. I mean, David Bowie used it a little bit, but not like he did. Yeah, Joe Walsh did it too. So I, yeah, that's, that's kind that's of right. been my my reading lately, mm-hmm. and it's been it's been pretty interesting to kind of follow his journey going all the way back from. His days in the UK with uh, uh, what was the band? Uh, gosh, I'm trying to think of uh, Buffalo, not uh, Buffalo, Buffalo Springfield, Springfield? Not, not Buffalo Springfield. Chris, help me out. The band that he was first in. Oh gosh, I don't remember. Uh, uh, the Yardbirds was the first thing that came to mind, but I don't think. No, nah, it wasn't the Yardbirds. He it was, was uh, he was after the Yardbirds. Yeah, but anyway, he had, the first band that he was in from where he is now to where he. He has like a, a muscle type of disease, and it's kind of hard to play the guitar, mm. and oh, it sometimes gosh, falls. What and, a- and uh, yeah, but it was just cool uh, listening to him tell a lot of different humble sto- pie, humble pie, humble ah, pie. Yeah, yeah. Him yeah. tell a lot of different stories about his interactions with all of the different rock and roll greats, you mm-hmm. know, from the Beatles to the Rolling Stones oh, yeah. to all these other people. It was just—it's a cool read. I mean, it's definitely—you know—it's not like it's a uh, literary masterpiece or anything right, right, of right, that nature. Right. It kind of is all over the map, but you know, it's one of those books that's good for. You know, I call it the old, you know, the toiletry book. Light know, you, reading. Yeah. <laughs> the toiletry book. You can, you can read library. 10, 15 yeah. pages. Dr. You know, John's you, book. If you wanted to put it down for, 
you know, two days, three days, or whatever, it's fine. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. You, know, you just kind of pick it up. So anyway, it just kind of reminded me as we were talking about that song about how sometimes you like to get a little different perspective. But I need a new outdoors book. Try that Zane Gray guy gave you. You ought to read that book. The one that you gave me? It's very interesting. It goes back to the first beginning of the technology of fishing and how they were using Dacron and they were making up their own lines and making up their own, figuring out how to make reels. And they didn't even have drags. They use pieces of leather on their thumbs, for God's sake. They use bamboo. They'd buy, they'd go out and harvest bamboo out in the forest and split it and, and treat it. And I mean, the technology that they had versus what we have now. It's so archaic, but to listen to him go into these different places in Polynesia and the South Pacific, and they're going to places and fishing where nobody ever saw a human being, right? And catching these exotic species, and they're like, "Oh, what the hell is this?" Yeah, and eating it and going, "Oh, we caught these or caught those, and we, we hooked this, and it spooled, you know, two thousand yards of line off our 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 winch." Yeah. And we lost it. We don't know what it was. And it's like, damn, man. I mean, you're talking about the beginning of sport fishing as we know it. If you know, and, and the crazy thing about books like that is you love reading about the romantic aspect of the early days of fishing. Mm-hmm. Right. Because it was kind of an unexplored adventure where you went to. Oh. And to, so when you read the books that like that, right. okay, and where they're, they're taking you back in history. Kevin, just like the book – that was on Old Wild Florida that you gave me. What was the name of that book? Um, a Time Remembered? A Time Remembered. A Land Remembered. A Land, a Land Remembered, remembered yeah. yeah. Which took you back yeah. to where Old things Florida. were so new mm-hmm. and being explored. Well, we look at things like from perspective like we do now. You know, like you're going back to your property today. I'm going up to mine yeah. for a couple of days. Those guys went away for months. It wasn't a couple of days. They're going, okay, we're going fishing. Well, when are you coming back? Well, we'll be back next August. Yeah, they'd go for four or five months. <laughs> yeah, they'd pack the boats full of food or whatever, or they'd pack the wagons. I mean, you know, and I, I got real. You know, when I was kind of down and out for a couple of days, I started watching uh, the series Meat Eater mm-hmm. on Netflix. Mm-hmm. I don't know if you guys have ever seen that with Steve Rinaldi. It's a great series, and he talks about kind of getting back to his roots. And he said his favorite thing to do is go deeper than anybody else goes. And, and, I, and I can relate to that. I mean, you were talking about that, Jeff, a little while ago, how you go back in the woods, and it's so cool getting in a place you haven't been in a long time, and you don't care if you see anything. Mm-hmm. Because the animals haven't seen you in, in, in a year, mm-hmm. and all of a sudden you're there sitting in a tree 20 feet off the ground, and you're not moving. And it's cool because they actually will show you what they do, you know, versus you walking around and stomping and kind of spooking them. You settle everything down, and it's like the Native Americans used to call it the bubble. Mm. Once you get inside the bubble, if you don't move around a whole lot, you get to see a lot of cool things. Yeah, it's just like when we were, when, when Carrie and I went to uh, the mountains, the, the, the Smoky Mountains in December. You know, we're. Love we're, the Smoky Mountains. We're, yeah. we're, we're, we're going down, and I'm white knuckled, you know, and I'm, you know, it's round and down, and, you know. And, talking about driving the road. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And, and, and I, I mean, I looked at her and said, how did they do it? I know. And she's like, who? And I said, the first people that got here yeah, that's in, right. in wagons. What did look? I said, just look at that mountain, right? Mm-hmm. Just right there. That one mountain. You're, you, they had to go over that? Mm-hmm. And, and then they, they, that's the one. Okay. They, they got a hundred more to go. And, and I, they I, didn't have shoes like we did. No. Or boots. No. I mean, that's you're what I'm talking saying. 
skins off of a deer wrapped around your foot. Think about that. And I, then, I know. And, and they'd walk for days. And the, and the boots that they had in early days. I mean, can you imagine how uncomfortable they were? <laughs> yeah. And you're wearing wool socks. Yeah. I bet they had some serious I mean, we've got, blisters. We've got the technology nowadays with all these so comfortable, they were, yeah. and they're fit perfect. And, yeah, we got GPS. Yeah. I mean, yeah. it's just, just, but I mean, just the footwear itself. I mean, can they you didn't imagine? have no flashlights. My dogs have been barking so bad back in the day. Oh. I, I'll bet when they crossed from Tennessee and came into the flatlands of Kentucky, they were like, God's country. Thank you. <laughs> you thank know, you, Lord. Yeah, thank you, Lord. I you never want to see one of those here? damn mountains again. Yeah, yeah, Until the they encountered again. the Indians on exactly. the other side of the mountain. <laughs> but it really gives you a whole new appreciation for, you know, kind of what you, you talked about, what your dad said. I yeah. mean, we, it's nice to be able to tolerate the city uh-huh. and go into a place that's remote, like we have the blessing of going into, Jeff, your place, Kevin, yours, and yep. my little slice sure. of heaven. And you go up there, and there's no cars. Nope. There's no. We don't have a TV up there. All we got is a radio. We can watch some video, hunting videos, and stuff like that. But when you get out of the cabin, you go in those woods, and you get way back there on that river swamp. Mm-hmm. You think about it, like you said, Kevin. You yeah. go, nobody's been back here for a long time, you know. And it's just, it's really neat to see how nature unfolds. And Absolutely, us, us being in the but middle I, of it. I mean, we've still, we've talked about this before. I mean, squirrels entertain us. Heck yeah! <laughs> oh, absolutely. You know, I mean, it's 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 it, you know, people are like, dude, I can't. There's no way I can sit there. And and the older you get, the more you want to sit there. The more you appreciate it. Yeah, the more you appreciate it. You know. I, I mean, mean, we key off what the animals do. That's what I've learned yeah. to do. I've learned to sit, not move, and watch what the other animals do. And the other animals will tell you what's going on in the woods. Like you can be sitting there and nothing's happening. And 100 yards away, you'll hear a squirrel bark. Yeah. Now, you know he's barking because he's either seen something that's going to eat him mm-hmm. or he saw something moving around on the forest floor that disturbed mm-hmm. him. And he's like, it's pretty big. Or and he's I don't like it. feeling kind of lonely. Yeah. Or he's feeling lonely. He's looking <laughs> for a girlfriend. The, 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 the coolest thing. But it lets is, you, you know, kind of think about that stuff. Is when the hawk starts flying through the woods at, I don't know, 300, 400 yards and the squirrels. Just, it's like the wave. It's the wave, it's exactly. The wave. And 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 the ones that are in front of you, they hear that three hundred yards away, and dude, they mm. are like right now in a tree, and and it's it's and, and that hawk comes through those trees. How in the hell they don't kill each? Uh, uh, Run into a tree? Yeah, I'm with you. I don't know how they. And I'm like, wow. I, I love watching them. Oh, it's have great. you ever have you ever seen a hawk get a squirrel? Um, I, I, I saw, saw an owl get a squirrel one day. And I it saw was one, of the one time, things. and it was it literally scared the bejesus out of me. I was in a ladder stand, okay. And brother James will know where this is at. It was in the out parcel bottom, and I'm sitting there, and all of a sudden, and I was seeing a hawk kind of fly, and the squirrels were kind of all alert, and all of a sudden, all I hear is this, you know, tangled mess coming through the treetops, and a hawk had come down. And had grabbed a squirrel. Well, once he grabbed it, somehow or another, he now was out of flight. He was falling to the ground and through the branches. Oh. So you you know the sound of feathers. So he feathers. didn't catch it on the ground. No. Oh. He caught it in the, off of a tree. Wow. And so now he is free holding falling. on to this squirrel. His breakfast. And he's free-falling. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And when 
the sound of the feathers is hitting all these branches going down. You can imagine in the in the peace and quiet yeah. of a bottom on a on a day that there's not a lot of wind, the, how loud that would be. Yeah. And literally thump, he lands on the ground, and I'm like, oh my god, I yeah. can't believe that just happened. And so I'm expecting this fight to kind of continue, but I guess on the landing of hitting the ground, he lost his grasp on the squirrel. And then he takes off with nothing in his hands. Uh, so oh, in his so the squirrel got away. Got away. What what an incredible sight, yes. though, to be able to experience wow. something like that. I, I mean, know. that was just like, wow, did that just happen? Yeah. That's the coolest thing. Yeah, oh, it is very it cool. Fun. And that's, yeah. Anyway, those type of things are what you love to be in the outdoors for, is to experience so many different things as just a, a spectator. Mm-hmm. Not as a participant, right, but right. as a spectator. All right, let's take a break. And uh, if you'd like to chime in this morning, folks, 904-641-1010. Right here on the Nimnik Buick GMC Outdoor Show on 1010XL and 92.5 FM. Hagen Coastal Outfitters, okay, uh, I was told to pass on that uh, they have a completely full stock of Hey Dude Shoes at the Mandarin, the Yuli, the Green Cove, and now they also have the Hey Dude Shoes out in Glen St. Mary. Love them. Mm. Love them. Right. I'll tell you what you got to try. A little trivia. Is those Kobe and flip-flops. Oh, they're awesome. But they the have, Hey Dude Shoes are the best. They have Love these, them. these little indentations in the flip-flops. Like if your feet hurt mm. or you've got, uh, what is it, uh, plantar's fasciitis. Ugh. That's oh my gosh, those stuff. are some of the best flip-flops I've ever had. Right, what's our trivia? Our t- trivia question is, okay, at the at the all the the Hagen Ace and uh, Hagen Coastal Outfitter locations. Okay. How many pairs of Hey Dude shoes do you think that they sold last year in the year 2021? Oh wow. How many oh, pairs? My. Yeah. I don't know. What do you think? Uh, from all the stores? Yeah, well they they only have it at the Hagen Coastal Outfitter locations. So there's so there's like three, three. okay. There's soon to be more Hagen Coastal. Twenty five hundred, okay. I'll yes, say Kevin. three thousand, okay. Chris, I'll say twenty seven fifty. Six thousand. Whoa, Whoa. Yeah, that's awesome. really? Wow, that's hey, a lot dude. of pairs of shoes. That's yeah, a lot of feet, dude. How about that? Yeah, that's good stuff. Make, makes it love. Hey, dude, they're good. Smile. Well, see, here's the thing, and you can get multiple pairs too. I have four. Oh, that's just. Right. I have. I have one pair. I have like five, yeah. four or five. Mm. See, because then you got to get the different colors. Yeah, that's that's the whole thing. Oh, that is. You guys are like. So have you ever had a pair yet? No, I have not. I've got a. I'm very got, comfortable. I've got a black pair. Not. I've got a blue pair and a light brown and a dark brown. Pair. If you've had it, Kevin, if you yeah, ever got a pair, yeah, I'm I serious. I mean, yeah, it's, I mean, just I, like, it's I, like I wearing star. slippers. They're yeah. fantastic. I, I, I've I've got a pair of skeeters. <laughs> that I just absolutely love. I got them on. I mean, they're. They, Let me they, see them. They're comfortable. Yeah, yeah, those are it's nice. Very, they're very similar to it, that. It's yeah. very similar. Yeah. That, that when, when I've seen you wear yours, I'm like, yeah, Man, those look just like my yeah skeeters. Where'd you get your skeeters at? <laughs> Belk. Okay. Yeah, something yeah. like that. Right. Yeah, something like that. So, for and I, and I'm not exaggerating. For a couple years, my buddy Travis Tabor, um, you guys doing very well. Some oh, yeah. great pictures on Facebook of him. Yeah, by the way. pretty redfish. Um, which, uh, yeah. which, by the way, 
great what, what Kevin is referring to is that if you go on our Facebook or our Instagram page, there's a couple of uh, guys sitting on the front of a boat and then also up on the bow of a boat that are holding. A couple of guys? Uh, you mean Captain Favor? <laughs> Red one of fish. Yeah. Well, I mean, Kevin, one, there's a couple solo pictures. Yeah. yeah. But these, they're holding these giant redfish. And the guy that's sitting on the seat of the center console with the goatee, that's right. Travis. Right. Yeah. And missing his front teeth but that's yes it's all good yeah, though. yeah he doesn't need his he front told teeth. me he said i just wish i'd have worn my grill that day that's what he is that what that was i was wondering what the hell i i, I was like that's something about that picture i yeah. couldn't pick up but, on. but anyway he has been trying to get me to watch a documentary called my life as a turkey and is this like a um national geographic it, it, thing kind of kind of is that on netflix or what okay, no go to youtube all you gotta do is go to youtube it's 58 minutes. Life is a turkey. Okay, so okay. The, the gist is this. A guy lives in Florida. Um, has a, by the way, he's got a beautiful piece of property. Oh, my God. His farmer neighbor saw a hen turkey on a nest. Well, somehow the, the, something happened to the hen, and he was watching the nest through binoculars. Anyway, the farmer bring, <clears throat> brings him the eggs. Okay. Lord. And he puts them in an incubator, and he becomes their mother. Oh, boy. And, I mean, literally, he becomes their mother. He had, according to the documentary and according to him, he had no um, human reaction for a year while raising these turkeys. And th- they grew up as him, in my life as a turkey. I mean, he literally, uh, <laughs> uh, he, he stayed in the pen with them. Um, it's, 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 it's. Really cool, really cool. There's there's a lot of things in there that that you know most folks wouldn't know about turkeys. A lot of a lot of the, we do, mm-hmm. you know, but some of their interactions with other animals was like really flipping cool. Um, the s- different sounds they make for different snakes. <clears throat> they know a poisonous snake. Mm-hmm. And they know which ones. It's 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 really. I'm just telling you, if if you get 58 minutes, it's January. We don't do much anyway. Sit in front of your computer. Pull up YouTube. My life as a turkey. Huh, it's, interesting. It's 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 really well done. So I gotta I gotta watch that. So they imprinted you, you, on him as their parent. Yeah. So so he would talk <clears throat> to them. He would talk to them while they were in the egg. And and they would respond to him while they were in the egg, and so when they when they hatched, and the first thing that they saw was was him. Mm-hmm. He was their mother, and and it's 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 pretty cool. Okay, I'll, now, be, how many... I'll be the guy. Huh? That's pretty weird. No, it is. It's it it's it's actually it is sitting there it, talking it, to eggs. Yeah, he kinda, did. He said kind of kind of weird. Yep, yeah. but it, it was um it was to imprint. I don't know. On you, them as, as 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 their mother. Yeah, you do, you Kirk. It's weird. No, it's weird. No, if you it's weird. Critters, Did you I, think for one second, Kirk, in your life that you would actually be talking to eggs? No, but I've talked nope. to my critters <laughs> all my <laughs> life. Right. I yeah. mean, as kids, yeah. yeah, my folks started out very very young ages. You know, we found wild bunnies, mm-hmm. and then we gravitated to. We, Dad got angoras. I don't know if you've ever seen an angora rabbit. They're gigantic. Okay. And somehow he got his hands on three angoras and brought them home when they were really small. Mm-hmm. And you'd you'd walk out there when they were just infants and we were basically bottle feeding them and 
you'd go, good morning, guys, like, what's going on? Yeah. I mean, you just kind of throw that out. It was just like, hey, what's going on? Hey, guys, how are y'all doing? And they their little heads would pop up, and you go, all right. And then they got bigger and bigger, and, man, they would, they would like you said, they would kind of imprint on you. Right. And I never thought that was weird. Yeah. I mean, we had it du- was, ducks. It was <clears throat> all kind of things. What's, it's, it's, it's interesting watching them because, you know, a wild animal is a wild animal. Right. Right? Eventually, a wild animal becomes a wild animal. That's right. No matter what. They can't get away from that DNA imprint. They can't. They can't. can't. So that it it it's it's um it's it's interesting what happens at at at, at uh, the the end and and uh, it's it's really cool. I'm telling the you, the weirdness of it really makes me want to see it even more. No, exactly. I'm telling you when you when you watch. How it, long is this thing? Fifty eight minutes. Fifty eight minutes. Mm-hmm. My life is a turkey. My life is a turkey. Right. I'll okay. check it out. Yep. And where's the dude at? He's in Florida somewhere. It looks like mid, uh, mid Florida because there's he's got a lot of. Um, a lot of palmettos, a lot mm-hmm. of oak trees, a lot of rattlesnakes, a lot of water moccasins, a lot of pigs. Well, I can, uh, you know, I can remember when we used to go up to Cabin Bluff with, with Dave Edwards. Remember the gray <coughs> foxes that were up there that would come out? Yeah, around the buildings. And, and come around the yeah. buildings in broad daylight. Uh-huh. They, they lived underneath <coughs> the buildings. Right. They imprinted on the human beings there and right. knew that they weren't going to be hostile. Yeah, they didn't have a whole lot of fear. <coughs> right. At all. None. Mm-hmm. Remember, they'd come up to the cookouts and almost eat right out of your hand. Yeah, I mean, not quite like that. But Ten I mean, feet from you. But yeah, they weren't scared of you. Not at all. They, they'd go, you know, just kind of. Not like a typical fox that no. you never see. Man, you see a fox in a while now, see, it's like, boy, it's gone. Yeah. Like a bullet. <clears throat> but these ones are like, hey, there's more people here today. Mm-hmm. You know, and they, uh, from what I understand is that uh, the story about those foxes, that they, that's kind of was their, that's their den. Right. Underneath these cabins. And that's where they would go and have their young. and Right. And I guess a couple of them got raised under there, and so then they came back and found another cabin to go up underneath. And so I guess there's more than just one. Mm-hmm. I mean, that was then. I don't know what's going on now. Right, right. Since Cabin Bluff is not exactly, you know, a thriving establishment anymore, mm-hmm. it's closed up. Yeah, I don't know. That that got bought by somebody. Yeah, uh, I don't know what they're doing. Eleven twenty two. Joby Martin and the guys with eleven twenty two bought it. Interesting. A, a yeah. group of people, I think. Interesting. I don't know a whole lot about it. All right. Uh, we got any phone calls, Chris? Uh, what, what does oh, that yes. Mean? By the way, we have a phone call. Oh, that's nice. Yeah. This is Perry, and, and he wanted to follow up on the uh, whole My Life is a Turkey. Okay. Show. All right. Oh, cool. cool. Morning, Perry. So, Hey, good morning. How are you guys? Good. Good. Lo- lo- love your show. Y'all do a great job every sa- every Saturday. Love listening. Um, yeah, I was listening. You guys, I, I saw the same documentary. That's Jim Hutto out of, he lives just south of Tallahassee. Um, and he wrote a, a diary on that year and a half or two year life called Illumination in the Flatwoods. And if you haven't read it, it's, it's fantastic. Um, and he's, he's actually now apparently, um, he's involved in imprinting, he's imprinted a couple different herds of animals and he's currently doing some elk out in Wyoming, I think. Um, but just for the viewer, uh, if they're interested, there's a great book called Illumination of the Flatwoods. I want to share. Okay. Huh. There you my, go. My, my illumination? A Flatwoods. Illumina- illumination in the Flatwoods. Illumination in the Flatwoods. Yep. Correct. All right. Correct. That might be my next read. Did you Did you watch My Life as a Turkey? I, I did. Um, actually, my sister um, texted it to me. I had I wasn't aware that it was out, and, and, I, and I didn't know that it was, it was Hutto, and I watched it, and obviously as soon as I turned it on you know i had read illumination of the flatwoods and i recognized him and in the story so 
um, it was really cool that they had taken that and, and put it in a documentary. Yeah, it was. Yeah, I just, uh, yep. I just, yeah, I just pulled up the book. It uh, got a five star rating on yeah, Amazon. And okay. in the book, it's interesting. The the documentary it talks about the dominant tom turkey in the in the the herd or the grove, and in the book, I think his if I remember his girlfriend comes out to to visit him at, at his cabin, and that turkey gets up on the on the roof of the cabin. It's a tin roof, and and absolutely goes wild <laughs> because she's there. Yeah. Um, and it, and it, and actually, in the documentary, of course, you know the bird attacks him at the end, um, as y'all have seen. So it's just kind of an interesting, um, you know, just a, a diary essentially of his life with, with those birds. I thought it was pretty cool. Yeah, it, it was. Thanks, Perry. Appreciate it. Okay, y'all have a great day. Appreciate what you do. <laughs> yeah, man. Bye-bye. Take a break. Yeah, let's take a break. And uh, folks, if if you know, <clears throat> over the holidays, like somebody dropped off a trailer. It's your house, or, or you know, you Merry couldn't Christmas. get, yeah, or you couldn't, you know, get cousin Bobby in the driveway because somebody else has a trailer in your driveway. Stack them storage. Just give them a call, and they'll come pick that trailer up, put it in dry storage for you. Five star inspection. They'll take care of it, and then when you need it back, they'll bring it back to you. That's stackmstorage.com. You're listening to the Nimnik Chevrolet Outdoor Show. We'll be right back. Hey, if, uh, if you got a little piece of waterfront heaven and you want to make it even better, make it magical, CNH Marine Construction can handle that as they do docks, bulkheads, boat lifts, maintenance, uh, upgrades, complete remodels. They handle anything when it comes to that waterfront heaven. We got a picture here from Captain Kirk. Just yep, uh, that's Doctor Boggs in his backyard. <laughs> Where now? Where does he live at? He lives over in Deerwood Country Deerwood, Club. Yeah. Well, that's why I guess that's why they call it Deerwood. Exactly. Good gosh, <laughs> we're talking about not seeing any deer. He's got like eight deer. Yeah, he's in his got because they're all they've migrated to his backyard. Mm-hmm. That that place. Him is and Mike unreal. Hayes. Yes, that's, Mike Hayes has got same kind of thing. He's a little bit south of Jolinton Creek. And Do you have crazy the number he a, sees a, a place on your property that you can sit on your front porch and watch deer? Yeah. You do, you, yeah, but you I mean, a it's, or? yeah, but I don't. I, I got to do a better job of of uh, keeping the feeder full, right? You know, but during hunting season, I try not to. I don't. I don't want the deer there. That's that's my point. Yeah, yeah. 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 Well, the I, one place over behind the house where it kind of rises a little bit, where that food plot is. Yeah, I've seen deer in that. I don't know what food plot that is, but yeah, that's the big field. A big field. Yeah, I've seen deer in that big field because it's the biggest one. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know that, that's how names work out that, sometimes. That's, that's how they do. <laughs> you got one on the hilltop. We call it the hilltop because it's on the hilltop. Yeah, one on the power line runs through it. So, what do you think that one's called? Uh, be power line. Yeah, that's yeah. it. Power hey, line field. <laughs> Kevin named our first one, and it's still we still call it Hog Point. Hey, absolutely. And you ought to see that now. That is totally different. I mean, we got a, oh my gosh, we got a been, tower there. We got a you know Judd yeah. and the guys built a really nice food plot that was, there for that us. Was, that was Reister's. Favorite stand, man. He it, when we he got killed there, the he went, first big deer. He remember did? That, that hog that point, big old giant six point. point. Yep, huge six point. Yep, sure did. Yep. Isn't it funny how you name places like that? There's always some kind of affiliation with something. <clears throat> yeah. I mean, even fishing spots. Uh, you know, Doctor oh, yeah. Pepper Point. Yeah. Absolutely. Know, where we stuck the Doctor yeah. Pepper can in. You know, let's say you you catch a redfish that has a bunch of spots at one particular place, and mm-hmm. you're going to call that. 
you know, the many spots, many spot hole or something yeah. like that. I, I mean, you I, always have a name that affiliates with some kind of experience. I, I'll, I'll never forget. I put a new food plot in and it got it done. And, you know, I'm, I'm thinking, you know, where am I going to put a stand? And, and uh, anyway, somehow ended up that afternoon, uh, Carrie and I and Roger, you know, because I always like people's opinion, you know? And so we started debating on where the stand would go. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Once we figured it out, it was now the debate stand. <laughs> that's too funny. <laughs> that's what. That's, what that, it, that's to, how to you remember. Day, that's how that, to this day it's the, the debate stand. You know, and I thought that was. Well, I remember when we put the yep. first stand in that had it had a rail all the way around. Uh huh. Talking had, about the Taj. Yep. It had a swivel seat. And everybody's like, "Oh, this swivel seat is awesome." <laughs> like, move living large even. here. This is the Taj Mahal. Yeah, we, call that's it, right. we still call it the Taj. Well, now it's called the Taj Mahal. That's Everybody great. goes. And it might there. not be as comfortable and have all the fancy things, but it's still called the Taj Actually, Mahal. Actually, it is pretty yep. comfortable. Is it? It still is, and we still see a pile of. De- we kill deer out of that stand every year. It's just. You know, it's funny, and and it's right down from the barrel where you had your climber all those years oh, that, ago. That palm tree. Yep, in that palm tree. That barrel Wait, is you still had a there. Climber in that palm, palm tree. tree, dude. It was the you put you put a gunslinger in a palm tree. Yeah, and it, it digs in. Oh, okay. dude. Yeah, I'm telling you. Right it now. always freaked me out though. I went in it one time, and I, I, I and and I've climbed that tree. You were a couple in my times. stand. Absolutely. <laughs> And yeah. it's so funny because, yeah. like Jeff, like you, like you're thinking, there's no branches, and it's just that spongy. Yeah, and it move, it moves. Yeah, it, it, it would, it would, it would move. I always up, worried but... about just it snapping off. You know, like you get but, up there and you're like, yeah, because the palm tree doesn't have a great root system. No, no, but I, I'd rather climb a palm tree than a hardwood tree. Oh yeah, absolutely. I, yeah. That scares me to death. Yeah, man. you don't that... get the hardwood trees. You don't get a whole lot of bite. Yeah, exactly. With yeah. a climbing stand, yeah. and so it can, yeah. it can be a little bit nerve wracking. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I totally get you yeah. on that. I mean, when you that's when you, what when you lock that one in that palm tree, you can hear it down. Oh, it does. Kind of dig in. Yeah. It's yeah. like a pine tree; it jumps into that that's bark. Right. That's ain't right. Coming out of that it, bark. That's right. Absolutely. Yeah. Especially trying to climb like a hardwood tree in a rain, or right. or after it's rained. Yeah. No, thank where you. Where that bark is slick. No. Uh-oh. Scary. Yeah, absolutely, it is scary. Yeah, yeah. And, and I know that you use a summit, right? I use and, summits. And, and, I got and, and it's five got of that them. cable, right? Yeah. That just, I, I don't know. It just spooks me. I tell yeah. you what, that is probably the safest, most comfortable stand I've ever bought, and I've bought a few of them. I have, and uh, I, I look, and I know which of the stand you're talking about, and the cable doesn't have anything to do about the bite. It's the it's, it's, it's the, teeth. the teeth, you know. So the cable's right. just a, a a way to hold it. You file those teeth down a little bit. Oh yeah, you sharpen them up and lean into that tree. Absolutely, that thing ain't going nowhere. And I always, you can buy new cables. So every couple of years, I take those stands because they're made out of uh, aircraft aluminum. Uh-huh. I take all the seating out and the cables and order new stuff. You can get a whole kit for it for like twenty five dollars okay. for every two or three years. So I just redo them all. I just redid them all last year. And they all look brand new. I've gotten to the point that I like I like ground blinds. I when love I, when ground I say blinds. ground blinds, I'm not saying yeah um, those box stands that you build. Yeah, the yeah. ones that, that I build where they've got windows and that you feel a little bit more to where you can see and you got curtains and it's comfortable. You can and, move around a little bit more. Yeah, you can move a little seen. bit because I'm just uh, I mean just the older I get, the oh, less I can sit still. Yeah, like, I, I I um I got to be honest with you, I haven't jumped in a gunslinger in a couple of years probably. I haven't either. Me I've either. got two you of know, them. I mean, and I, I don't even use I, them. I, 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 
when I bow hunt, I love to bow hunt out of hang-ons, but I, my hang-ons are extremely com- comfortable. You yeah. know, I don't sit in one of those little square, you know, I mean, when I get up there, it's, it's uh, millennials, millenniums, millenniums. Millennium. Yeah, millennials. They're outstanding. And, and it's like, it's, 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 it's awesome. And when I'm, I'm with you, Jeff, when now that uh, you go to the woods with a rifle, I love to sit in a, a double ladder stand. Yeah, those are a nice. A box blind, you know, something. Um, but, but I do have one true ground blind. Um, and I absolutely love sitting in a ground blind. It, yeah. Man, you talk about up close and personal. Once they get used to it, because I put mm-hmm. it out at the beginning of August. And once they get used to it, they don't pay any attention to it. No, you know, but you gotta and, let them get used to it. And and, and it's I got a I've got a feeder out in front of it. At like it, it's exactly thirty yards. Mm-hmm. And man, I mean, you just feel it's a, it's a totally different aspect mm-hmm. of looking at an animal from the ground like that. It is than 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 looking at them from a tree. It's it's fun. I I I enjoy it. Well, I I don't know Jeff. Like you said, I, I'm big on being safe. I mean. It's so easy to do something stupid and get hurt when you're out in the woods. And certain climbers, I won't even think about uh, Absolutely them. not. Yeah. My son Kyle's got a couple of them, and I don't like them. It's like I'm not climbing up in that tree in that thing. You know, it's just <laughs> like, uh-uh. You know? Yeah. And I've got a couple hang-ons that, that I'm going back to when Scotty Brown introduced me to hang-ons, and he was like, here, try this one. And I'm like, mm-mm. It's got a real small lower platform. I stand. I when I shoot my bow, I gotta stand up. Mm-hmm. It's just me. I can't shit uh, suit from <laughs> sit from. Uh, excuse me, Florian slip there. I cannot shoot from a sitting position, and so I've got to stand up. And some of these these hang ons, their lower plat- platforms are very small, and I always feel like if I edge, the, the, you know, get on the edge with my boot, and I start easing over. I feel like I'm gonna I'm gonna step off. No, I hear you. You know, sorry, folks. I was listening. Freudian slip. Can we take a break? Has it ever done that? <laughs> Has anybody know. ever done? That? I think John to. Madden never did that when he was uh, he was on TV. It's the COVID. It's yeah, the COVID, yeah, yeah. man. Yeah, I guarantee it. It's, it's the buckwheat. Not a four. Six four one ten ten. When we come back here on the Nimnik Buick GMC Outdoor Show. We're going to have an LV Hires, Inc. gear tip of the week. Oh, boy. (laughs) Welcome back to the Nimnik Chevrolet Outdoor Show. Time now for the LV Hires, Inc. gear tip of the week. LV Hires supplies quality fuels and lubricants all across the southeast to job sites, businesses, and they handle all aspects of the fuel, the delivery, and also how things are handled at your business. And also, they do the lubricant, so don't forget about that as well. Go to LVHIERS.com to learn more. This week's tip, yes, it is that time of oh boy, year. boy, it is, isn't it? The uh, sheeps are going to be getting bigger and bigger and bigger. The El Cheapo is around the corner. And a lot of people would like to know, what's the better jig heads to use for catching sheep's head. Yeah, Kevin and I had kind of a debate this week. We kind of tossed it back and forth yeah. one afternoon with uh, Steve Proctor. With Steve Proctor, yep. From, he was asking some questions. Mm-hmm. And kind of went through the, the ranks of rank and file of the Mayport boys and talking about, you know, what works and what doesn't work. And 
you know, we've all come to that conclusion that there is a certain specific jig head that we use a lot of, those little sheephead jigs. Little sure. Short shank. Mm-hmm. And a lot of it depends on the, the type of hook that gets put in it. Um, whether it's an Aberdeen or it's an owner or strength wise, strength wise, right. the length of the shank, the the size of the the head itself, yeah, the, the, and the, the, the body ounces, of the head yeah. and the shape of the head, the shape of the head, yeah. Uh, the the one one that we have posted up on our Facebook and our Instagram page, who makes that one exactly, Kevin? The because that's, I had it. Um, Okay. We're gonna have to go back. Well, the reason the reason why I ask is because mm-hmm. when you sent it, I was like, "Hey, that's very similar, uh, very very similar." It's a Barlow's tackle. I don't know. Right. That's right, Barlow's tackle. And that's just something I found online because we were we were discussing it, and I was like, "Well, this is this is what we've tossed around, and we've looked at." Um, Steve Mullins got one that's different than that. I use the 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 little. Basically, it's almost like a, a teardrop-looking mm-hmm. jig head that's real short. Uh, you've seen those. Yeah, you. Well, I you're around the, the rocks thousand. a lot, and, and and here here's here's the deal. Like the one that we have pictured up for our LV Hires Inc. Gear Tip Weekend on the on the two different social media platforms. That's very similar to what I have been using for a long period of time, and I get I bought those jigs from Walmart. They're Arky's unpainted uh-huh. Arky jig heads, mm-hmm. and they're not short shank jig heads. Right. And yeah. I like them for the river, but I wouldn't want to use them on the rocks as much You're for two lose reasons. Them a lot. You're going to lose them. The longer shank, the distance between the eyelet where the line ties to and the hook point. The, sh- the longer it is, the more chances that you're going to have of hanging up. Sure. The other thing is that how much of the jig head protrudes forward from the eyelet of where you're tying your line. If the le- if the lead head is more behind it, then you get less hang-ups. So mm-hmm. because it's, there's not a lip created, because if the eyelet sits on top of the ball, the front of the ball gets hung. Right. Mm-hmm. And so the jig heads that have that eyelet where you're tying it to the, the the line to the jig head and the lead head sits behind it, I get less hang-ups. Mm-hmm. The shorter the distance between the eyelet and the hook point Agreed. or a short shank jig head, the less the hang-ups. So in a perfect world, if you're fishing the jetties, you'd like to have a jig head that has the eyelet fully forward on the jig head mm-hmm. and a shorter shank so the distance between the, that eyelet and the hook point is shorter. Right. Those are the ones that are best for the rocks. And obviously weight, you adjust accordingly because you want to make sure that you can keep these jig heads, I don't want to say completely free from moving, but you want to keep them stable for the most part for for a short period of time. Right. Well, and and I always, you know, I always explain it to people when, when we're fishing for them. I say, I always pull up to the rocks and before I give them a rod and start pitching, I always point over to the rock pile that you're working and say, look, you see the rocks? I said, do you see some of them have like flat decks on them? I said, where they're laying and they're kind of almost flat on top. I said, the objective is to take this jig and throw it on top of that flat rock. So as they swim along with their heads down, looking for something to eat, you'll they'll see your hook with a bait on it and grab it. And the idea is try not to get hung up as much. You know, there are some guys you go out and fish with like you two, if I took you guys fishing, I'd probably take you all out and give you a jig, and it might last hours. Yeah. 
And then some people you give a jig to, and it's like every, every five 10 minutes. minutes you're going, oh, God, you lost another one? <laughs> it's like, good Lord. You, you know, know I, you're, and, and you're so number five, dude. I, I, I think about Kirk all the time when I go to the jetties because he basically taught me how to, how to jetty fish. And I'm thinking, you know what? Because I'm sitting there, the guy on the bow's hung up, the guy in the stern's hung up. And, and you like, want to scream. I'm like, oh, you got it. Come on. Remember the you old know? days when we had to get up on the bow on the trolling mode? Yes. And we didn't have spotlight? No, no. And yeah. you were tying knots, and you're yeah. going, I'm going to kill somebody it, here. Oh, it was. I didn't do it. Yeah. I, I refused. And now, with, with spotlock, you know, at least you can. Yeah, you, you, just take, you can take your time and, yeah. you know. Tie a new knot. Tie a new knot. And new it's, leader. It, it's, it's not a big deal. But, you know, it. The one thing that, that both of you kind of left out was one reason that I tell people uh, the, the biggest advice I give them of not getting hung up is don't throw it left or right. Don't go too far forward or Yeah, far exactly. Back. Because exactly. once it starts on the bottom and drifting, it's, forget it. Forget it. It's it's hung up. You can't Yeah. It's it's totally different than when we're fishing the main ditch. And the intercoastal. Less snags. You know, yeah, you tell people, throw it a little right, throw it a little left, whichever way the current's going. Right. And then you're basically, your strike zone is somewhere in front of you, but you've got to throw it left or right to get it into that strike zone. You can't do that at the jetties. Right. You know, you've got to keep it somewhere in front of you so that you're not I mean, I remember going back to the days in like the early 70s, like 74 and 75 when I lived in Cocoa Beach. And we had a friend of ours that worked at, on the Sea and Air Rescue Squad down at Patrick Air Force Base. Mm-hmm. And Michael Vandermalen, he would get us into the Nassau side of where the ships were stored on the other side of Port Canaveral, which was, you know, where they actually shot off the rockets mm-hmm. at the Kennedy Space Center. And he had a pass that we would get in and go over on the other side, and we would walk down to where the research ships were where they would pick up the boosters and stuff that dropped into the ocean, and they would just leave them on the docks until they needed them. And they would get covered with those giant barnacles, you mm-hmm. know, the big giant orange and blue ones, you know, ones I'm talking about, Kevin, as big as a half a oh. dollar. And we would go over there with a flat-handled hoe, and we would duct tape another six feet to it, like a, a piece of uh, bamboo pole, and we would scrape the side of those ships, and we wouldn't use any weight at all. Right. All we would use is a hook and a fiddler crab, and we'd start scraping those ships, and then you'd just flip it up in there with all that stuff drifting in, and that's how we caught them, just hmm. on a hook. Interesting. And, you know, well, there was no, there's no current. There's there. no current. Right. right. Now, right. you can do that at the jetties, but you've got to find areas where there's no current. Mm-hmm. But there are, you know, and I guess what we're trying to say here is there are many different ways. You catch a lot of big ones, by the way, doing that scrape technique. Oh, yeah. Yeah? Get them fired up. Hmm. Offshore, too, is a real tricky way to do it, too. Yeah. You know? But you think about it, offshore you're fishing in, you know, 40 to 50 yeah. feet of water. It's, you know, you're subject to some amount of current out there. But, again, it just brings up the point that there are a lot of different ways to catch sheep's head. You don't necessarily have to use this jig we put up. But it's always a good idea to kind of come up with your own idea. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's how people learn. They're, they're always researching. You know, the, the, I think the biggest thing we talked about not too long ago back during the summer is that, now you can Google everything. If you want to learn how to sharpen a knife oh, yeah. or a broadhead yeah. or shoot a bow or, you know, sight in your rifle or, or cook a, a, you know, a turkey, yeah. you just Google it now and it gives you six different scenarios. And I think it's the same way with this kind of stuff. You just got to kind of do some research, 
probe around and mm -hmm. try some different tricks because you'd be surprised. Sometimes we've talked about it for years. Keep it simple, stupid. Yep. You look at your tackle box and mine. Ain't very big. Yep. You know. No. No. I got quarter ounce, half ounce jig heads, and <laughs> and then I got I got two watt kale hooks and and uh, some Cajun thunders. Have you tried? A, you know, you guys heard me talking about it in years past that when my case fishes with us for the El Cheapo, the knocker he, rig. That we call drop shot rig. Right. Yeah. I've I've tried that. Have you tried it? Yeah. It it's works. Pretty effective. It yeah. works. It's like a chicken rig. Right. Without, without any leader. It's, right. It's in line. The hook is tied. The hook's in, in line. line. Instead right. of instead of doing a loop and putting your hook, yeah. you know, four inches from the, sure. the main line, you put it right up against the main line. So when they touch it, you, it's like pluck, plucking a guitar string. You feel it when they just touch it. They breathe and, on it. And oh, what, right. what hook is he using? Uh, like a little. Um, I don't. I, I, it's not a big hook. It's a I mean, like a hook. live bait hook. Yeah, it's yeah. like a live, like a short okay. shank, okay. live okay. bait hook. Okay. And uh, yeah, he's with little teardrop weights, right? Yeah, exactly. The ones that have little the bass little, weights, the little the, brass thing in them. The little, the, well, that has the hole in the thing where you can. Yeah. You have like you have a loop tied on the end of your leader yeah. and the bottom, and so then you got the, you can change out the. It's the, like it's got a little swivel on the end of it, almost kind of like. No, it's just a hole. It's just a hole in the lead. Okay. Okay. So he's pushing. He's he's putting it through the lead and then looping. It yeah, around. looping around okay, the okay, lead okay, okay, itself. Okay. Yeah, I got you. And then basically changing out the weight depending upon the, the current. The current. Yep. So and and he's done very well that way. Mm -hmm. So I mean, it works for him. Uh, so does he get hung up at all? No. That's hardly, what I was thinking. Hardly at all. Yeah, because That's because the, the weight's on the bottom. Yeah, but he's yeah. always going straight down. Yeah. Not always. I mean, he's, he pitches it out. Maybe a little short pitch. Yeah, not much. But not much. Yeah, you're not going to pitch it far with that kind of But, a I mean, thing. it's, it's not going to get caught. hung up. No. Yeah. I mean, that thing. Unless the weight gets caught in a crevice of the rock or something. Maybe. But, yeah, yeah, maybe. Yeah. Maybe. I mean, but that's. Simplicity is bliss. Yeah, yeah, I mean, it works. Why not? Try yeah. it. And the, and the nice thing about that yeah. is, is that if you if you had a, let's say you had a, an old cast net, a bunch of lead line off of an old cast net, you there could you use go. those leads for that weight. Sure. And, yeah. you know, if you lose them, okay. That's, that's right. It happens. All right, let's take a break here on the Nimnik Buick GMC Outdoor Show. And don't forget, folks, if you need a tire for anything, golf cart, SUV, ATV, pickup truck, trailer, doesn't matter. Tire Outlet has a tire for you and a wide selection to choose from. And, of course, great prices at Tire Outlet. And, uh, folks, if you'd like to join us this morning, 904-641-1010, you can call in and talk to Chris. The bearded one, right here on the, <laughs> the Nimnik Buick GMC Outdoor Show. Just before you start, I just want to thank all three of you for letting that breathe. Mm. Marvelous song. I, I appreciate well, all three of you so much. Thanks, Logan, because I was getting ready to say something. Logan was like, don't say that. Uh, <laughs> no, 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 do it. I always have appreciated good individualistic guitar playing. 
It's just nothing better than that. No. Nothing better. Fantastic. I could go on for hours about this. I mean, that guy right there was probably one of the finest oh, guitar players of all time. Without a doubt. No doubt. How did Was it a plane wreck, Stevie Ray Vaughan? Yeah, that's right. Yeah. Plane crash. Yeah, that's crazy. Horrible. Shame. And some of the good Lost ones go early. One. That's yep. right. So I had, a, I had an interesting last couple of days. Um, we, we talked about this a, a, a couple of months ago. I ordered a new boat called a, it's called a Valentino custom boat. Right. And um, so I w- wanted to go see the plant. Right. You know, and uh, the owner's name is Manuel. And so I called my buddy Chad Mixon at Whalen Bay because they, they may be interested in, uh, in carrying the boats. Right. So we flew to Norfolk, right? Virginia. Yeah, and Virginia. drove down. Yeah, and drove and and, and they, they they picked us up. It was like an hour and a half. Went to the Outer Banks, Oregon Inlet, which yeah, Oregon Inlet. Yep, which was um, cool place, isn't it? It's that's one it, of the most so unique places in the cool. United States. Yeah, you know, it uh, really is. I, I've I have been there one time, but I it was it was a blip, and it was basically mostly at nighttime mm-hmm. uh, because we were going offshore fishing. The next day, and I really never got to see the lay of the land, and it's um, it's unique. It's 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 very, very unique, and um, I've I've been to other you know manufacturing plants. Have you been to very many manufacturing plants to watch them put boats together? A handful. Yeah, you know, yeah. I, I've done. Pathfinder um, probably the most. Right, right, right. I, I did uh, Everglades. Um, there was another one that I went to. Oh, obviously Yellowfin. You know, and watch mm-hmm. watch their production, and then just just to go down there and watch these guys put boats together is, is very cool. It, it is. It really is cool. It's I mean, an art to it. Yep, yep, yep. yep. So, what's so the one that you're going to get? It's called a Valentino. Spell it. V a l e n t i Valentino t i n o Valentino custom boats like Rudolph Valentino. Yeah, and um, I did find out that that. Manuel's son is his name is Valentino, so that's where. And which one are you looking at? The twenty-eight. The twenty-eight. Oh, yeah, the twenty-eight. Um, and it's supposed to be it's supposed to be done sometime in March and April. Um, but it was it was it it, it was fun. Chad, Chad and I had a great time. We had to fly into Laguardia of all places. Really? Yeah, I know. I did, yeah. It did, don't. don't don't get me started on that. And then take a puddle jumper down to yeah, exactly. Bob Beach. But but wow, that flight. Wait a minute, wait a minute. You flew into where? LaGuardia. LaGuardia. New York? Yeah. And then had to take a puddle jumper down to Virginia Beach. Yep. What? <laughs> yeah, I know. <laughs> what? Yeah. I understand that. <laughs> yep. Yep. <clears throat> but um there, there just just a couple thoughts. First off, the flight from LaGuardia back to Norfolk was straight down. Straight down the uh, the ocean, and you know it was so interesting. Pretty flight, Jeff. It was an incredible flight. As long as you got a window seat, I did. I, yeah. I, I, I and, yeah. and, and and I was on the ocean side, so I got to see all the inlets, cool. and it's amazing how many inlets. Oh yeah, you know you you know you take our stretch really from from Mayport, all the way to Miami. There's not a lot of inlets. Yeah, straight line. Yeah, yeah, it is. you know, and and for them, man, it it just looked at like from from ten thousand feet, it looked like it was every fifteen miles or so there was some type 
crack of, of an inlet, you know? Skateboard, yeah. Um, flying over New York City. New York City? You know, I've, I've never been to New York City, and that's really the first time that I've seen the city itself. Right. Mm-hmm. And I thought, get me out of here. <laughs> I, I'm serious, man. Oh, I mean, there's I some was, great things about that city. Oh, I, there, there you is. know what? It's true. There is, you know, they say that there's a, I, that the city's alive. Yeah, but when you're there, like you can feel the pulse. Like it, you, you uh, really can. That's a cool place. It never feel stops to visit. Something happening. It never stops moving. It's no, a little, a little it different doesn't. now because God, from the air and everything, it just looks virus, so dirty but. and nasty. And I mean, it's, you know, I was just like. I don't, you know, well, I'm sure. Can, I'm sure there are some I parts that are bad. Why, yeah, I can understand why they want to come here. That's what I'm saying. Oh yeah, for sure, <laughs> for sure. <laughs> you know, I get it. I get it. LaGuardia is a look, different airport too. There was nobody. Yeah. There. I mean, LaGuardia was was. Uh, it's wall to wall people. Yeah, yeah when I was uh, there, it was awful. Well, it was, you got to remember one thing too. Really bad. Yeah, yeah, yeah. La, LaGuardia's got a pretty short run, runway. Oh yeah. <laughs> so they come screaming in off the ocean. When you come in, yeah, they just drop. They're coming down hard. It's like an aircraft carrier. You're coming down hard. Yeah. It's a no joke landing. But it was it was fun. It was it you know like I said it was cool going to see the plant. They're putting the. The boat in the mold uh, uh, next week. So it's a big boat. It is. So it's got a Carolina flair. Got a little Carolina flair to it. Yeah, Carolina flair. Yeah, it's a cool looking boat. Full transom. um, Yeah, offset motor on a on a. uh, Yep. What do do we call that? Bracket. Bracket. Yep. Yep. So I'm excited and and hopefully. Are you getting the double power poles like they show on? I don't like power poles. Okay. Be, yeah, so, patrolling, so, they get for, in the way. Yeah. You and I are a lot alike. Yeah. I don't like them either. Yeah. I, I just do, think they get in the way. They get in the way. I mean, you know, we're, you're, you know, if that fish oh, makes no. that dive around the back of the boat, mm-hmm. you know, um, now it's going to be much easier with a full transom right. than it is with, with Kirk and I's boat because we've got all those seats and everything back there. So Twin anyway, Suzuki's it, or are you going to get Yamaha's? No, it's going to have a 300 Suzuki on mm-hmm. it. Just one? Just one. Okay. It's a 50-mile-an-hour boat. Um, floats in 15 inches of water. So, and it's um, the the it's totally custom. And, and to watch these guys build these boats, it, it's as solid as anything that you'll ever see. And, and the, the, the finish work on these boats is so if you're, impeccable. You, when you say custom, are you picking out how the layout is completely? On this boat? Well, there's, there's, there are certain things, you know, you, with, with boat building, Jeff, you, if, if you, you can't do totally custom because you have to have a mold. Right. But everything. I mean, on the inside of the boat, I yes. mean, that's. Yes. You, so, so. You're picking out a so, lot of the so, layout. So they, they had a 28 that was finished, mm-hmm. done. So I got in it and I'm like, okay, this is, you know, I want to change this. I need rod holders here. You know, so what I did is I took pictures of everything and I'm going to. Email those to to, to Manuel and, and and so, but as in there was a couple things in this boat that that I that I liked, and he's like, that's totally custom. As in, we don't have a mold for that, and it, it takes you know ten twelve hours mm-hmm. of, of manpower to build something of this statue. So, you know, I, I didn't want to add to it too much. Are you getting? Are you getting uh, a T top with a uh, of course upper station? It, it will not have. The, I don't want okay. an upper station. Good for I, you. Um, but but the 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 T tops are totally custom. He it's he's he has a mold for his own T tops, so he does his own T tops there. Um, 
but yeah, it was okay. it was it was fun, man. Chad Chad and I had a great time. I haven't spent much time with with Chad except for at, at Whalen Bay and stuff. And what are they and, thinking? Are they they like it or? Oh, absolutely. You know, but it's um the 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 biggest the obstacle, Kirk, is that it is basically a custom boat, and it's a small company. They've been in, in business since 2017. You know, so they're they're just really getting their production ramped up. It's going well, so they're building a bigger building and getting other molds. Mm-hmm. But that takes time. Yeah, you know that, yeah. that 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 takes time. But I'm I'm excited about the boat. All right, let's take a break here on the Nimnik Buick GMC Outdoor Show, and uh, just want to remind everybody that look, if you've got a garage or a patio that needs a little bit of dressing up, mm-hmm. well, shark coatings can handle that. It uh, an absolutely impervious coating that goes on concrete it's uh, antimicrobial and about 10 times stronger than the regular epoxy garage floor coating and they come in and do it essentially in a day mm. so go to social media and just search shark coatings and you're going to find the number to call and then also uh, different pictures so you can see exactly which one you would like to have if you'd like to join us here this morning 904-641-1010 right here on 1010xl and 92.5 fm Steen Hatchie River Club, wintertime trout fishing and sheepshead fishing over in Steen Hatchie can yes. be absolutely fantastic. And you don't have to worry about contending with the, I guess it's the summertime crowd, yeah, you know. And so what a great place to escape to is go to Steen Hatchie River Club's uh, website by going to the homepage of OutdoorShow.com. Click on the link or you can give them a call at 352-498-3222. All right, uh, let's go to the phone lines, and we can bring it up Big Bill here, Chris, uh, who is uh, helping out with the El Cheapo fishing tournament coming up in the first week of yeah, March. What, what is it, Bill? What, what's, what's the date? The official- yeah. Hey, good morning, boys. March morning. 6th is the date. March 6th, okay. No, 5th. Saturday, March 5th. Oh, 5th. March 5th, okay. The 5th, okay. Are y'all going to still be able to host it out of the uh, the old uh, no, you got a speakerphone? Yeah, hang on just a second, yeah, guys. Speakerphone yeah. doesn't work for radio, Bill. You Does know, that that. come on, way better. Okay, sorry about that. I was on. I was on a headset. There you go. All right. Yeah. So uh, the yes, the old clubhouse, Kirk, will still be open. Okay. Um, that's going to be the final event there because it's they're just about done the new clubhouse. And uh, they will uh, take that trailer out of there probably within the next three or four months. Okay. What? So that's good. So nothing's going to really change from last last year's venue. We're still going to use the same site and everything. Yeah, same site, but much bigger event this year. Um, so last year was still under COVID protocol. We there was a lot of stuff we couldn't do. Right. Um, this year we are under no protocols. So. We uh, the party is on. It's it's going to be just like uh, in the older days where you know big party afterwards, uh, big captains meeting Friday night. Um, so everything is uh, is back up to uh, the old day standards, as you would say. Right. Big fish fry after. There, yeah. Then we'll have we'll have food trucks. We'll have the fish fry. We'll okay. have uh, everything going on and. Awesome. Uh, We've got some amazing partners this year. Uh, talked to Brett over at Atlantic Coast Marine.
carries a line of boats called Cast and Blast. Right. Um, and we have picked up a 17-foot all-aluminum Cast and Blast center console Ooh. with a uh, Yamaha outboard uh, provided by Atlantic Coast Marine and a float-on trailer. That's going to be our first prize. Wow, that's nice. Yeah, uh, yeah it's going to be awesome. We've got a, a great a smaller boat for second prize. We're also super, super excited. Our kayak division is blowing up this year. And uh, as they always have, Hagen Ace uh, and Hagen Coastal Outfitters has stepped up big time this year. And we're giving away a an Old Town 136 autopilot kayak for first place in the kayak division. Very nice. Mm-hmm. <laughs> That's pretty sweet. That yeah. is... Guys, guys, that's a $4,200 kayak. Mm, nice. It comes with an iPilot. It comes with the batteries. Jeff won one last year. He can yeah. tell you all about it. It was awesome. Dylan's is uh, is loving it. Yeah. And uh, so they have stepped up again in a major way and uh, have provided that. Um, we've got an, an amazing ladies division this year, uh, which is being sponsored by uh, fishing Nosara and some other groups, and we've got a great uh, group of ladies prizes coming out. Juniors are going to be strong, and uh, we have a special contest for the juniors that starts on Monday, and uh, we're doing the design a t-shirt contest again. Cool. And so kids from 3 to 12 are going to be able to submit a black and white drawing to our social media and we'll have all that out like i said everything starts on monday and we're going to compile all the entries and then uh myself and jeff are going to meet uh with uh, uh the group from hagen and we are going to pick the winner and announce it on social media from hagen of coastal outfitters and then the winner will actually get a free entry into the tournament as well as they will have their design printed on a T-shirt for the juniors. That's cool. Mm-hmm. That'd be yeah, really cool. Yeah, that's very cool. Yeah, it's going to be really cool. I'm I'm very excited about it. And, and if so, <clears throat> you got to go to the website to get information on that of how to get the picture. Yeah, everything. Entered. Yep all all the entry information will be released Monday. And we will uh, blast it by social media, and I'll share it with the outdoor show social media, and then uh, we'll we'll push it all out from there. And then El Cheapo Jack will have all the entry information, all the detailed information. Um, we have made one big change to the entry structure this year. Okay. Um, the entry structure is an angler entry structure this year. And what that means is that we are not doing boat entries. We're doing angler entries. So, okay. for example, Jeff, if you have four guys on your boat, you guys can each buy an entry if you each want to try to weigh a fish and win a prize. Right. Um, By the way, that wouldn't work on Jeff's boat. <laughs> 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 oh, that my fish. Hold on. Hold on, just uh, give me a second. I, I, I gotta finish. I'm a this. little busy right yeah, now. Yeah, I gotta finish this Angie yeah. sound right here. That's a good looking fish down there, though. Just you know what? Just, Hang on to that. Just floppy man. So he, I mean, are you, essentially, you're saying you're yeah. you're going to have your choice, and that you can have, you know, one, basically person on the boat representing the boat, mm-hmm. or you can choose to have individual entries on a boat. Is that correct? 
That is 100% correct. Okay, so, so you, you don't have to have every angler on the boat registered. Absolutely not. Okay. You can do one entry, and then you guys just get to weigh one fish. Hmm. Or if there's the, you know, a group that prefers to have multiple entries, uh, you could do that as well. That could prove to be interesting. Oh, I did. there could be some politics there. Think huh? about it. How many times have you gone out and got into those eight to ten, ten pounders, and you go, "Man, we got four of these things. Which yeah. one's the biggest?" Right. Yeah. And you lay them on the deck, and you're going, "Damn, man, we could enter all four of these." Yeah, but you got to and or you be but going. you got to pay the entry fee. Yeah, and he, yeah. here's the one thing that we better run be running the lie detector test on, okay? Because let's say, for example, on Kirk's boat, Kirk catches. Oh, here we go. Four fish uh-huh. that are all over ten pounds, right. and Kirk has four guys on his boat, and everybody bought an entry. Right, Kirk can't give the second, third, and the fourth fish that he caught to his buddies to take to the weigh-in. Yeah, we'll tag them. You know what I mean? You no, got to I, I differentiate. See, I, yeah, I see exactly what you're saying. Yeah. You know, so I mean, it's, yep. you know, you, you want to make sure, you know, that you know, for example, on our boat, Fred Miles can't catch a sheep's head. Right. No. So Especially one over he two can't pounds. be sponging off of me and and Dave Edwards to, right. to take a fish to the scale. <laughs> yeah, I get it. You know what are I mean? We sure? Are we are we talking about cheating here? Yeah. Hey, listen, anglers are honest. Look, I, I'm just uh, no, they're not. No, they're not. Especially when we're talking here, about man. a tournament. Yeah. Okay, we're honest. Okay, but the <laughs> problem know. is, is that there's some schmucks out there mm-hmm. that aren't honest, mm-hmm. and that's why you got to yeah, have a lot of dishonest schmucks out there. Yeah. Grr. Yeah, and 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 Jeff, that protocol is in place. Yeah, yeah, and it's always kind of uh, always been there anyway. Yeah, yeah and that and that's that's definitely one of the things we took into consideration um, when thinking about going to this format. But um, you know, but you're right. You can't you can't give your fish to another person, right? That's that's not that's not ethical. It's not fun. It, it takes the fun out of it. So we'll we'll have our eyes open. We got lots of eyes and ears out there. Sure, yeah. and some Ooh, people like have boat a history, marshals. You yeah, know what I mean. Yeah, I, I, look, I, I can see it right now. They opened up that live well. And Jeff's like, "That's mine right there." Which one? Yeah, the, Dave, big, Dave's the like, biggest no, 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 one. No, 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 no. That, that's mine. Okay. Logs like, no, that you, you see that. We would have right? to. We would have to <laughs> have colored zip ties, <laughs> yeah. like little um, fish ties. safety pins, yes, or zip ties, or something. You, you, you different are. colored zip ties to different represent. Zip ties. Hey, yeah. you got a red one. I got a pink one. Yeah, Kevin's got a yellow one. Yeah, exactly. You stick a little zip tie in their cheek or lips or whatever. And, and that might be, Bill, that might be a really good idea of something to put in the captain's bag. Yeah, different colors. That is zip a good ties. idea. Four different color zip ties. Yep. That's a good idea. I'm going to do that. Yep. Yep, absolutely. That's a great idea. So that way. Um, See, because I was thinking individual tattoo guns well, with different ink. I would urge you to but run that's that by probably the not. You yeah, know, I'm that's sure you not got a feasible. Committee and y'all talk about it, but that's an idea. I think it's a. I think it's definitely needs something like that needs to be done because look, otherwise Fred Miles is going to be trying to steal our fish. Yeah, Fred. <laughs> oh, Fred. Just, I mean, look, the guy can Dishonest catch sheep's head, but he just I, never I, catches I any big ones. To do with that. Fred gets the black zip tie. Why is that? <laughs> sure, treat your team members bad. I don't treat my team members. I like treat that. my team members you great. Just, I mean, look, facts are facts, Kirk. I mean, it's just Steve and I mean, Mike. I don't treat them like that. You know, I trust them. Oh, yeah. Trust your team members. Yeah, yeah, sure. Mm-hmm. Is that my turkey man? Can't, yeah, can't yeah, wait. Yep, yeah, yep. Yeah. We, we, we are. Uh, and uh, I'm sure that myself and uh, Captain Scott Shank will be at consignment boat sales. As usual, that is our tradition during the El Chipo. Yeah, with all the food. Yep, I'll, yeah, with I'll all the food. You suck. Yeah, and, and, um, yeah, I'll definitely be spending some time with you that morning, Kev. That would be and, great. Uh, looking forward to all of you. 
And uh, we, another thing that we're really excited about, uh, we have partnered with a local uh, apparel company. Uh, this guy really, really gets it, and we're redesigning all of our apparel for 2022. Oh, cool. So we are going to have some super, super cool shirts and hats and uh, beanies and all kinds of cool stuff out there. So I can't wait to see you all out there. And I'll be calling in, uh, you know, every couple of weeks, just giving updates. And like I said, get ready Monday because the big blast is coming out. Uh, the other uh, interesting thing, real quick, take one more minute. Early entries have always been a discount in the past. Yep. We are doing a, a little bit different this year. Everybody that enters the early entry, and that will all be detailed on Monday, will be given uh, one or multiple entries to a drawing that's going to happen at Hagen Ace again. And when the early entry period is over, we are going to draw one of those names. And that person is going to come down to Hagen Ace and pick up a brand new green egg. What? Ooh, Dang, man. Really? That's cool. Entry. Wow, yeah, that's cool. Nice. That's, I, you know what? I, they, I think that gives you a lot more incentive than $10 yeah, off. Yeah. yeah. Yep. That, and, and that's what we, you know, that's what we talked about. And, you know, Hagen jumped right on board with it. It was so cool. They were like, hey, we're going to, you know, we're going to make this happen. And we had um, one of our other sponsors, actually our T-shirt sponsor, um, stepped up and said, "Hey, we'll throw some cash in," and and we made it happen. And it's going to be it's going to be a diminishing number of of uh, entries. So the early earlier you enter, the more entries you get, and uh, you're going to walk away with a green egg package. That's, so it's going to be cool. super cool. Nice, nice thanks, Bill. There. Yeah. Thank you, Bill. All right, guys. We'll see you all later. I'll talk to you in a couple weeks. All right, Bill. All right, let's take a break here on the uh, Nimnik Buick GMC Outdoor Show. The uh, movie that you were talking about earlier, Kevin, uh, My Life is a Turkey, and then also the book that uh, the guy called in and talked about. Parker has a little bit of a story that I'm going to tell you guys. He texted me about raising turkeys. Okay. And uh, we'll get to that after this break right here on the Nimnik Buick GMC Outdoor Show. Welcome back to the Nimic Chevrolet Outdoor Show. And uh, wanted to just let everybody know that if you've got some honeydew things, okay, mm-hmm. start the year outright, give Travis a call. Travis can take care of all kinds of little projects that you have that maybe you're not qualified to do. Huh. <laughs> and I, I, sometimes you've got to admit it to yourself exactly. that you can't do you it. Can't. YouTube, it's easy for me to everything. do. No, you I, cannot. I can admit it really easy. Yeah. And sometimes you don't have the tools. Sometimes you don't have the, the knowledge. Mm-hmm. And sometimes you don't have the will. Yes. <laughs> yes. So On all three counts, yes. So call Travis and Kevin. Okay, Rain Man, his number is? 510-4020. 510-4020. That's 904-510-4020. Mm-hmm. All right, let's go to the phone lines. Bring up Top Gun. Top Gun. What's going on, boys? Good morning. What was what was our joke last week? Um, I don't remember. It wasn't that good. I don't remember. No, it was pretty good. Oh, no, it was good. You know, yeah, you guys are tough. Yeah. It you was, guys are... Not me, man. You guys man. are tough. No, 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 no. I think you're great. Uh, it was a, it was a, it was the blonde, the blonde and the blonde police officer. That's right. Yeah. 
I'm going to let you go. I didn't know you were a police officer. I'm a little, I'm a little, I'm, I have high expectations for you, Top Gun. Yeah, yeah, yeah but you're tough. I had a nightmare the other night that uh, I got a phone call from the Mirage in Las Vegas, and they needed me to fill in doing stand-up for a week. Flew me in there, gave me a room and everything, and I'm up there in a tuxedo doing my gig, and I keep hearing, and you can't see the people in the audience, but I keep hearing, eh, <laughs> and finally, the lights come up and it's logging. <laughs> that's what he does. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Jeez, that's quite the nightmare. Yes, that is quite the nightmare. Yeah. That's disturbing. Hey, Captain James T. Kirk. Yes, sir. Um, I see down at the boat ramp, they're building something that looks like maybe a new fish cleaning table or something. Yeah, they're doing is it. that what it is? That's an incredible job. Yeah, they. They've poured the slab. Are they really? Yep. They put a big giant slab down there, and then they've got a big uh, roof over it. So, well, congratulations to your city officials. Finally, yeah. How long does it take? I was going to say. Did you have something to do with that? Um, I don't know how that came to to be. Um, a bunch of folks, Jim. Okay, so I'm glad you brought this up, Top Gun, because I'm curious. So. Is it, it? It's a fish cleaning table. Is, are the scraps going in the water? Are they doing a macerator? We we haven't gotten that far yet. There's been okay. no water hookup. There's no tables. Okay. Hopefully they'll put. It looks to me like you'd have enough room down there for maybe three, maybe even four ten foot tables. Wow, that's awesome! Ooh. Nice. Yeah. Nice. With so water hookups. So when I when I fished with uh, Craig Arnold in the Everglades, you came in, Jeff, and they had a. It was screened in. A beautiful fish cleaning wow. table, mm-hmm. and it kind of all leaned towards the middle, right? So it could be cleaned. It could be cleaned, but they had a huge macerator, and and, ah. it, and so so, and then they had a huge pipe going out into the Everglades. So everything went out there, but it was all it was all chewed up, and yep. you know, it wasn't. Well, you got pelicans in Mayport, so you, I don't know if you need a macerator, but yeah, yeah, but but the, the, yeah. <laughs> well, you know, the biggest you, problem you, is throwing carcasses throw thing, on the beach, right? Exactly. You, the the, the right. dead fish folks got to go in the water. They right. got to go off the end of the dock into the water, not on the sand, right? Because after they sit in the sand for three days, they really smell terrible. Yeah. Just a little bit, pretty rank. No, but it, didn't mean to nice. interrupt you there, Top Gun. That's okay. It looks like it's going to be pretty nice, though. Yeah, cool. When they get it all done. I would really um, like it too, is if they could pull out a paving machine and try to pave some of that ramp. I mean, it's God, it's got to be thirty, forty years old, and it it needs some asphalt. Yeah. <laughs> Have you yeah, been to St. Augustine? Lately? Yeah, I know. <laughs> Holy crap, dude! I know. It, you tear your trailer up with the potholes. <laughs> Same thing at Mayport. Oh my gosh. Coming out of the water, you got to be careful. Hey, I got a question yeah. for you guys, and, and Top Gun for you. How do you? pave a boat ramp underwater i was thinking the same exact thing just now how do, and how do you repair a boat ramp underwater well how do you build a seawall in the, in the ocean I, I don't know that either think about that so there's know. another that's question why i'm asking that's you have you to frame it up C&H that makes Marine. two questions <laughs> you frame it up yeah you have to frame it up if you ever watched them build bridge pilings they actually build uh, a framework outside and they sink it and then they pump all the water out of it but could you do it? You know how, you know. I, and I was watching, uh, I don't know, a couple a couple days ago, a video about how they do this injection f- uh, hull stuff. You know, with the, so like they're doing a a hull for a boat and have all these tubes going into it. 
and they're injecting all of this resin into it. I was just curious. Could, oh, like a mold. Yeah, like a mold. Could you build like a, a mold and put it under water and then inject the concrete in to where you wouldn't have to worry about oh, yeah. pumping hmm. the water out, gotcha. you know, or building a wall to keep it out to know. build something? I don't know. I'm yeah. not an engineer, so I, I'm you know, not I either. Say, uh, people go to school for that stuff. Yeah. You have to be a geologist and an engineer yeah, in one. Anyway, Top Gun, that's enough of that. Yeah. It's stressing my brain too Yeah, much. roger that. Hey, these uh, two talking ducks are having an affair. Oh, no. And uh, They're having they an affair? Into ho- affair? They check into a hotel room and yep. get up to the room and discover they don't have any contraceptives. Uh-oh. So uh, Mr. Duck calls down to the main desk and says to the clerk, this is uh, Mr. Duck in room 50, could you uh, send up some contraceptives? And the desk clerk says... Uh, you want us to just put that on your bill? And he says, no, you idiot. I'd suffocate them. I'll see you next time, I like that one. <laughs> <laughs> that was pretty good. Uh, <laughs> I would say that's a little bit better than all day. Yeah. That was good. <laughs> I love it that he makes me laugh. Oh, man. Uh, it's nice see, to have a chuckle. Yeah, yeah. it is. And when I, and when it all starts with, see, there are these two ducks and they're having an affair. Yeah. I was toast. Talking ducks. I was done. <laughs> yes. Yeah. I was done. Mm-hmm. Oh, I'm just glad God. he didn't slip up and. Yeah, I know. Say a bad word there. Yeah. Oh, he did know, good. That yeah. rhymes with duck. Yeah. yeah. So Kirk, don't tell that joke. Yeah. So Kirk, he. <laughs> 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 Use caution, Kirk. Use, uh, don't tell caution. that joke again over the air. Use extreme caution. That's why I don't drink. I mean, there's that's the reason why I don't drink. Had, I, get, a, I get potty mouth when I drink. We had a problem with Kirk I mean, I sitting trouble trying earlier to on this show. You know? <laughs> I'm drinking. God forbid. Oh, yeah, Kirk and, and tongue having, twisters. Kirk has a problem with taking a seat and having yeah, a uh, shoot. Shoot, yeah. want, wanting to take a sit, sit and in shoot. a tree stand yeah. or a sit and shoot. <laughs> and forget all about buckwheat. Yes. Uh, yes. Buckwheat. Oh. Goodness. Oh, you just got to love so, it. So, before we went on break, you were talking about Scott Parker. Parker's story. Yes. Yeah, yes. Parker's story. Let's get to that. All right. So, we Scott, got time. Okay, go ahead. Before we go to break, Scott, Scott uh, is, is our, our good friend. He's got Parker Farms down Parker Farms. in Elkton Hastings area. And, potatoes. He's been a potato farmer, and, and he's our resident gun expert, long-range shooting expert. So we always refer questions about farming and agriculture and shooting to him. Mm-hmm. Okay, he's uh, oh, he's on basically on the, the Outdoor Show Advisory Council. Oh, exactly. Okay. So – because he's on the farm and they encounter a lot of different animals, he found a turkey nest years ago in a potato field. Interesting. So, and, and uh, I guess with the potatoes, they, they ran a harvester through it, so they didn't know the nest was there. So anyway, they, uh, they hatched the eggs that they found. And they had a Pomeranian. Do you remember the white, puffy dog? His name was Trixie. Yeah. Okay. Well, she said that Trixie would get in the box with the with the eggs and then eventually the poults mm-hmm. once they hatched. And he said eventually they, and she would act like kind of like it was her babies. You know? So this dog 
is mothering instinct takes over with these turkeys and the eggs. Uh-huh. Right. So eventually they turned the turkeys loose and uh, on the property that they have, mm-hmm. which is the woods adjoining the fields, et cetera. And so when they used to take walks, the turkeys would come out of the woods and walk with Trixie the dog. Isn't that awesome? How cool is that? No, it's way wow. cool. Wow. So – uh, I said uh, that's a, that went on for a few months, and then he said it just kind of stopped. Yeah, once they once yeah. they get to a certain age, and and like you said, Kirk, you can't take the wild out of them. Yeah, they go back to being wild, wild. Yeah, but yep. Uh, Scott did say, you know, because uh, I guess the guy was telling the story about the gentleman that raised the turkeys in Florida somewhere about how he would talk to the eggs. Yeah, Scott did want to clarify that he did never talk to he the never, eggs. He never talked to the yes. eggs. Okay. Well, I remember it was years ago. We went and did a um, a shoot. I don't know if you guys remember this at Okefenokee. I think Kyle was like Jeff, twelve or thirteen years. Yeah, old. it was like Okefenokee Sporting Clays. I yeah. think it was up yeah, there. They had the deer with the bell. It was up there, folks. The deer with the bell. Yeah. Area. Yeah. Bucky. I think his name was called Bucky. Yeah. But what was the name of it? Bucky. I'm just making sure you can say that without <laughs> messing it up. Bucky. Anyway. I remember the deer with the bell eventually grew horns, uh-huh. and I remember I went up there for a different shoot later on as he got older, and he got a little Henry. pissy, uh-huh. to mm-hmm. say the least. He'd start pushing people around with his horns, and I think they eventually had to take him out and drop Bucky off somewhere. <laughs> right. Say, look, dude, yeah, yeah. you got to go do your thing, yeah. man. You're getting a little out of hand I wonder if they here. left the bell on him. I imagine they took that bell yeah, off. But I remember it was kind of cool. It was. Because he walked all around everybody, and people were giving him tidbits or whatever. Yeah. Yeah. But uh, they oh, eventually Bucky was cool. go back to being wild. I'm not even going to try it. I'm not well, going to stay Well, I remember as a kid, I grew up on the edge of like 1,500 acres. When we moved out of the city in Charleston, we moved them to the banks of the Ashley River. We had thousands of acres all around us. Mm-hmm. And that's what really gravitated me as a 12-year-old into the outdoors more than anything else, having all those woods to go. Yeah, right right near you. Yeah, and so I remember as a kid, for instance, we'd have squirrel nest, and the wind would blow, and squirrels would get knocked out of the nest. And I would take them home and nurse them back to health. I mean, how many squirrels did you nurse back to health in your life? Probably five or six. Yeah, I did the same thing. And I remember they were what? little bitty things. Oh, yeah. Really? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Little yeah. bitty things, and they got big. And when they got big, they get kind of like this deer. They'd get ornery. They're wild. Yeah. And, and when they were little, you could handle them, and they wouldn't bite you. Right. But as they got older, and uh, you put your hand in there, they'd bite the piss out of yeah, you. Yeah, absolutely. And a squirrel yeah, biting you, buddy, that ain't no good. Yeah. Uh-uh. Let me tell you what. They got them nasty teeth. Yeah. And yeah. once you get bit once or twice, it's like, okay. Uh, he would have been fly time material you if he bit me. So <laughs> we, we, we would let him go. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you be... The next meal, right? Uh, All right, let's take a break. Squirrels do. Uh, When we come back, we're going to do a ring power cat tip of the week. And then uh, we were earlier talking with our LV Hires Inc. gear tip of the week. We're talking about jig heads. And we've had a couple people chime in on our Facebook page, on our Instagram page. And so we'll talk about those because uh, uh, the El Cheapo is coming up right around the corner. Thank you to Bill for calling in and, and giving us the information on the tournament, which is coming up in the first week of March. Looking forward to that. Uh, and uh, don't forget, uh, again, coming up here in just a second, and this is going to be pretty cool with the Ring Power Cat Tip of the Week because something that's gone away is now returning. So we're looking oh, forward to cool. it. 
coming up right here on the Nimnik Buick GMC Outdoor Show. Welcome back to the Nimnik Chevrolet Outdoor Show. It's time now for the Ring Power Cat Tip of the Week. Ring Power and the Cat Rental Store has got the youngest fleet in the industry and the most dependable fleet. It's going to keep your business and job site running without interruption and smoothly. Helping your bottom line out. Go to ringpower.com to learn more. This week's tip, it is returning. And uh, folks, it's the 7th Annual Angelwood Walter Chuck Foster Sporting Clay Shoot that we are going to be putting on. And uh, the <clears throat> proceeds benefit Angelwood, which uh, for those that haven't been to our event, uh, it's an outstanding event. And it is going to be, uh, right now the date is set for February 17th. That is a Thursday. And uh, essentially it's a, a sporting clay shoot. Uh, bring your friends, bring your colleagues, bring your clients. It's a fun day, and it's not a long day now. We've got breakfast. And then we're going to shoot, and then we're going to have the awards. We're going to have some lunch, and then the ammo is included with the entry. You can uh, become a sponsor. You can bring a shooting team, and all of this is available to be accessed on our social media pages, which is Facebook and Instagram. You can click on all of those events, and, and Angelwood folks, if you haven't uh, uh, been around or don't have any knowledge of Angelwood, they uh deal with people, adults and children that have developmental disabilities and they do a wide range of services for them. It's a tremendous asset to our community and also they do a a wonderful job. And so if you don't and haven't known about them, just go to angelwoodjax.org. Angelwood, that's A-A-N-G-E-L Wood, W-O-O-D-J-A-X.org. And you can just access all of that from our Facebook page or our Instagram page. So looking forward to that. Mm -hmm. We will be there. And uh, talk to Chad at the Beard Pick. Think they're going to be taking care of the lunch. What's oh, wrong cool. with that? Nothing. Going to have breakfast, some uh, donuts, and I think Chick-fil-A is going to be taking care of the breakfast. So we're, Very nice. we're looking forward to having a great time. And it's look, this is a – and here's the thing. In our, in our COVID world, this is all outdoors. That's right. Yep. Okay? You don't have to worry about anything uh, inside, close contact. Not, not a concern. So right. this is – you know, when the, when the virus first came out, we canceled it. Obviously, there was a lot of unknowns. We didn't mm-hmm. know. So now we know that if it, the, the risk of transmission of anything outdoors is, yeah, I don't want to say nil, but it's extremely low and not likely. So come on out and join us. And again, the, the date is coming up here on February 17th, and that is a Thursday. So mark it down and hope to see you out there. And, and if you'd like to be a sponsor, you can, again, access all of that right there from the link that we provided on our on our Facebook page and Instagram page. Looking forward to it. Yep. Uh, the three of us, we, we will shoot. Mm-hmm. Very cool. <clears throat> and uh, we have to come up with a fourth. Chris, you shoot? <laughs> well, Chris, there's always a time to no. learn. Yeah. Why not? Yeah, you start I might sometime. as well. I, I, I could wind up being better than Kirk. You might be. It's all oh about gosh. burning gunpowder. Yeah. If 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 he comes out and beats Kirk, <laughs> yeah, that would be pretty. Yeah. Cool. It's all about burning gunpowder. One-eyed Willie beat him. <laughs> <laughs> Kirk's been practicing though. Kirk's going to be has sneaky. Been. Mm. Yeah, yeah, he's yeah, he's I, been I, very I, sneaky. I need to, I need to do some practicing because uh, all of a sudden Kirk get out there and whoop my butt. I'll be like, oh, 
Because yeah. I haven't shot. I haven't shot at all. Well, I, 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 shot. I, I dove hunted this year. That, that you know, that was that was. Yeah, fun. but that's not really. No, 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 no. It's not the same. It's not the same. Not hey, really uh, just just real quick uh, shout out. Uh, getting off the plane yesterday, um, gentleman walked up to me. Obviously, we all have our mask on the set the other and, and um, asked me if I was Captain Kevin Favor. You know, heard me talking and stuff, and just. Just loves the show. Uh-huh. Um, was Very going cool. was going to deer hunt this morning. This last last deer hunt, and he said he was looking forward to turkey season. But as we were walking out, we had a we had a great conversation. And then another gentleman, um, as we got on our little sky bus to take us over to the economy, parking and everything, whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, he's he's like he's like you you know you got to be Captain Kevin Favor. And I said yes, sir, I am. And and he goes, look, hey, I always love these. He's like, I don't hunt or fish. He goes, I listen to you guys every Saturday. Yep. He goes, y'all have one of the most entertaining shows. And he said, it's just, he says, you know, lie. and he asked me, you know, we talked about he's prepping and stuff. <laughs> oh, jeez. Yeah, uh, and and, and I, 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 we don't, you know. Yeah. We, we, no, we don't we, prep. We, oh. text, we text each other on Friday. That's right. Yeah, that's about it. We're yeah. lucky if Tara can squeeze out the details for the, <laughs> the ring but, power tip of the week. Just, I mean, just always, well, and we love, always, always appreciate. Well, and our, our listeners help make this show. At the, at oh, absolutely. That's 100%. Yeah. And then one, one of our listeners, Cecil, okay? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, I hope he's coming in. And, and, and Cecil, if you're on the way and you're coming, you need Cecil. to call Chris when he gets here. Remember we were talking about greens? Yes. Oh, making yeah. greens a mm-hmm. while back, and That's Cecil right. talked about this long family recipe that he had. Yes, he has oh, his yeah. Greens. Mm-hmm. Huh? He's bringing us greens? No, oh. no. No, he had this long family yes. secret recipe for pepper sauce. Yes. So, and I told Chris ah, I'll trade him nice. for some pear relish. Oh, you got the pear relish. So you brought the pear ah, relish. Pear relish oh. is in hand. In okay. hand. Pepper sauce. Oh. Cecil said he's going to come in this morning. Uh, I haven't heard from him yet. So, so Cecil, hey, did you, you at? did you make four jars of pear relish so that we could each get the- No. Oh, <laughs> no, no, well, don't you no, this suck. is a trade. This that's is a fair not, trade. That's not fair. Cecil's so, going to so get what pear if he brings four jars of that would, Then you guys can have we can? Okay. the other three. Absolutely. Uh, okay. All right. Just, How I, kind of you. Yeah, there was, what did we get? We got something. Oh, the moonshine. The moonshine. Yeah, I that got apple, home and half of mine was gone. Apple, Terry's like, apple pie moonshine. Why, why did your jar get that picked That was really good, by the way. I didn't drink any. Yes, you did too. <laughs> really well, I tell yeah. you, it was it was it was smoking. Now, when we good. got to the camp, we drank it all. Yeah. I'm trying. Danny and Kyle I'm, and I sat around the campfire and drank it all. You know, we uh, we it have was delicious. Uh, it was we good. have yeah. great friends, and I don't drink. And we have friends that have great talents. Mm-hmm. You know, everybody's True. got some talent. Yeah. Okay, and we have uh, one guy that we know, Parker, who is actually grown strawberries this year. Scott, Scott Parker, right? I didn't really. That. Yeah. How about that? Okay. Awesome. And uh, brother James, uh, he does those beautiful cat face customs, American flags. Yeah, they okay? are. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Very and nice. uh, and I, we have a, a friend that also is really good at making homemade shine. Mm-hmm. We do. Okay. And I'm, I don't want to throw his name out right. there yeah, because yeah, yeah. you know to protect just in case the, name, the, the, the legalities yeah. of it. Yeah. Okay. Bathtub right. wash. So I'm trying to put. We don't do that. You know. I'm trying to put the two of these guys together, uh-huh. okay, Parker and the Strawberry other guy. Shine. Right, Is that what you're thinking. You know what I'm thinking? Yeah, Strawberry. I got you. I don't know. That might be funny. Strawberry shine. Oh, I Strawberry think that one. Strawberry Shine is one of the best Strawberry wine I, 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 moonshines that oh, there is. Oh, on oh yeah, the Dina planet. Carter. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, I mean, I've done peach and 
apple and oh, strawberry, strawberry shine. Yeah. Oh yeah. my goodness. Yeah. Mm. So I'm trying to put the two of these entities like together it. so that we can have a little homemade batch of outdoor show strawberry shine. Oh, good job. Wouldn't that be yeah, nice? Yeah, would be. Yes, that would Absolutely. be interesting. But we've got to. Kirk would say, "I'll be your Hunkberry. I'll be your." <laughs> yeah, we got. <laughs> you know, I, and I was told that with the cooler weather, it's hard to do the fermenting. Mm. Really? Yeah, I didn't know that. That's what I hear. I don't know. So anyway, we're, we're, I'm working on it. We're trying, you know. So hopefully, we can get a a new version of uh, the right, outdoor so, show. So, strawberry so hey, real quick, Jeff, um, are his Stupid question. Are his strawberries in his potato field, or did he take some of his potato field there are and no do stupid strawberries? Questions. I'm going down to look at it today. Okay. I'll let you know. But really? I think it's, it's like a they're doing like a, a U pick kind of thing. Strawberry farm. Yeah. Like a little mini U pick kind of strawberry. I patch. love strawberries. I'll be there. His son is kind of handling that. Awesome. So yeah. We eat a lot of strawberries at our house. Oh, gosh. We do too. Kate so makes going smoothies all the time. Take a peek at them in there yeah. today and, a, and, uh, and maybe to get some. Yeah, that's a hop, skip, and a jump for me. Mm-hmm. Well, be, yep. well, while we're on the context of food, I got a text on our via on our Facebook page this week. Do we do? Can, does this long? Because if we need to, we need to take a break. Can we get up when we come on the yeah, other let's side? Get let's it on take the other a break. Side. Yeah, let's take a break. Come back on the other side. and We'll flip it out. All right, we'll do that. And uh, if you'd like to join in, nine zero four six four one ten ten. And I want to remind everybody again about the Hey Dude shoes at uh, Hagen Coastal Outfitters. They got full supply in. Love them. Okay, full supply in of the Hey Dude shoes, and uh, don't forget they have them. In Mandarin, Yuli, Green Cove, and now Glen St. Mary Glen Saint for the Mary. Hey Dude Nation. Glen St. Mary and Hey Dude Shoes. <laughs> Isn't that that's funny? Yeah. That's totally fitting. Yeah, that is so that's low. just fitting. Yeah. It's, it's, I mean, look, I mean, they're starting to wear shoes out there. Okay. Did they really? <laughs> Damn, that's a concept. I'm just joking because I got friends well, out oh, there. We do. Yeah. We do. Yeah, yeah, yes. okay. The good thing is you don't have to tie them. I'll have to call Chad <laughs> and right. ask if that's true. All right, we'll be back right after this. We're down in St. Augustine. Uh-huh. There's a little place that's got some really good food, and it's Welcome to Moe's Southwest Grill. Absolutely. What is Queso. that? What is that? That grand? Mm. I don't remember. That huge, that huge. Yeah, it was awesome that they yeah. brought it big, here. giant burrito. Yeah, like, the, yeah. oh. like the giant <laughs> Joey <laughs> or burrito. something the like that. The chips and queso, of yes. course, are, so are outstanding. But uh, Moe's Southwest Grill in St. Augustine. You're moseying down that way. That's a great place to eat. Yeah, it's kind of it's it's kind of like right across from uh, Home Depot. Everybody always knows where Home Depot is. Man, I just had a flashback of that giant thing. Yeah, isn't that awesome. You told oh, my word. I, yeah. yeah, it it, it <laughs> took me out. I, I had to tap out. Oh, unreal. Did you eat it all? No, Whoa. I had to tap out. He did. He I could. Did. I couldn't did. make it. He, he did. I tried. It was. I mean, it was almost like a bet. Mm-hmm. You know, and I yeah. Yeah, got I, a lot of flour. I, I failed miserably. No, no, mine was not the burrito. They oh, were yeah. no, they were nice to me because they understand my diet, and uh, and so I got it in like a bowl fashion. Mm-hmm. It was like a bucket. It, it was like a five gallon freaking bucket. Nice. Yeah. 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 Hey, uh, just a real comment, a quick comment on one of the pictures on Facebook that I had sent to everyone. But that picture that I have of that food plot with the quail and the deer. I thought that was so cool, you know. I mean, it's um, it's it's it, 
I think that that's one one of the coolest things about trail cameras. Mm-hmm. You know, you can get real quality pictures of of nature. On a, that's oh, a rare picture right there. It's huh? a rare picture. Really rare. Yes, absolutely. Of a whole covey of quail. Yeah, that's and, pretty neat. And, and then you know, five or six deer out there. When I when I saw that picture, I was like, I mean, and and the lighting's good. Yeah, they can take some phenomenal yep. pictures. Yep. That's uh. By the way, that's that uh, that food plot that I got from um. White uh, Whitetail Institute. Mm-hmm. It's doing it's doing really well. Good. That's yeah, cool. it's doing really well. All right, let's go to the phone lines. Let's bring up Sandy for a minute here on the Nimnik Chevrolet Outdoor Show. Good morning, Sandy. Good morning, guys. I always love the show. Never miss it. Thanks, Sandy. Yeah, I'm having a real good season, Kevin, so far. Mm-hmm. Got my first one Thanksgiving morning. Um, then went out Christmas Eve morning, got one. Um. Woke up the wife yesterday morning, and I go, hey, you going to go hunting with me? She says, no, I don't think so. It's afternoon's going to be better. And I go, well, okay. So I went hunting, didn't see anything. Went back to camp and did some work. Um, I said, all right, you're ready to go. She said, I want to shoot first. So we shot that at the range for a little while. She said, well, let me shoot that 308. And I let her shoot the 308. She said, well, I like that. Um, dropped her off at her stand about. 3.15 yesterday afternoon, and I rode about a eh, three-quarters of a mile down to the next stand and just barely got into my stand and got settled. And the next thing I heard, Kevin, was that 308 going off. Uh-oh. Boom. Did y'all get the picture I sent? I did. It's awesome. Yeah, yep. I was I was pumped. And, you know, it was kind of like, you know, I wish I could have been there and watched her, but she got her one yesterday afternoon, kind of pumped me. Well, so, you got some meat for the freezer. You're good. Oh, yeah. We took the thing right to the processor, too, so that's going to be a hoot. I didn't even have to clean that one. <laughs> <laughs> that's good. Yeah, that uh, um, seems to be the norm now for, for a lot of people. Sandy, we appreciate it. Tell her congratulations from us, okay? All right. All right, guys. Thanks. All right, buddy. All right, did you guys happen to see that? Uh, I saw it. The state of Utah, Utah banned lo- trail cameras. Yeah, they're not going to allow trail what? cameras anymore. Yeah. Did they really? Yeah. Yeah, the, I think it was uh, the state of Arizona was the first one, and we talked about it a few, mm-hmm. it was like a year or two ago maybe, that uh, that Arizona banned trail cameras. Well, now the state of Utah has also banned any kind of trail cameras from, I think it's July 1st until January, or excuse me, July 31st until December 31st, which is, uh, so let me read it quote for quote, uh, the DWR uh, voted to ban the use of both non-handheld transmitting and non-transmitting devices for use in the harvest or in the aid of harvesting big game between July 31st and December 31st. According to the DWR, trail cameras are any device that does not need to be held or manually operated by a person. These devices are also defined as using heat or motion to trigger the camera. Well, that's going to be a game changer for them, isn't it? Wow. Can you, I mean, yep. can you imagine if we couldn't use them anymore in the state of Georgia? No. Or the state of Florida? No. And, and, and look, I know there's different opinions. Um, I, I, I get it. I'm, you know. I'm, we're Americans. We're allowed to voice our opinions. I get it, but for me personally, um, I just love the pictures. You know, yeah, I, yeah. I mean, it's 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 just like this 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 trail cam picture that I got of these quail and this deer in this fruit pot. You never get that picture. 
Yeah. You know, uh, that that picture that I had years ago of that bobcat chasing a squirrel up a tree. Mm-hmm. Uh, amazing stuff. Yeah. You know, and 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 do you is it an advantage? Absolutely, it's an advantage. Mm-hmm. I mean, I'm not going to deny that. You know, I mean, you, you if you if you're able to take pictures of where you're not, yeah. You know, and, and to find and out where you need to, to find be. out where you need to be, <laughs> you know. Now, we can all you know, obviously, we've all over the years of of hunting, with with food plots, with wind direction, with with so much other technology that we have, right. we can formulate an opinion. I would love you know? to know because the state of Utah mm-hmm. is saying that uh, the wildlife department voted to restrict the use of trail cameras for hunting. The decision was made after the Department of Wildlife Resources, the DWR conducted a survey and found that use of the devices for hunting purposes was opposed by the majority of respondents. Mm-hmm. So my question is this. Who, who are they? Who are they talking who to? Who are they talking to? Exactly. Sierra Club? Yeah. 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 People. I mean, that's what I'm kind of curious mm-hmm. about. I mean, okay, so if I go talk to one segment of people that are against hunting or this aren't hunters don't know anything about it mm-hmm. peter yeah i mean does that yeah do they need to be the ones that i mean because i mean the percentage of who you're talking to is, determines the result of the survey sure i just find that kind of interesting it's kind of like the the data supposedly that you get from kind of the red snapper okay what what right. what's where who, it, who are you talking to where's it at coming these, from yeah. at these ramps and were they actually going out snapper fishing for you to get your survey information yeah. and data. So I'm just curious about that. Well, John Nevin raised, raised a good point. He said, are the cams only allowed if you hunt? What if you don't hunt and you want to use a cam? You can use it. So it's only can, in the aid of, of big game hunting. It's so only in the ga- aid of harvest. That's correct. Huh, it's only for in the, in the use of hunting is what they well, say. Well, that becomes a gray area. Yeah. Yeah, no, I hear you. It says it because it says uh, banning the use of uh, – of those devices in the use in the harvest or in the aid of harvesting big game. Interesting. I I don't know. Yeah. It's I don't know. Of, it's kind of interesting there, but I, I know as a hunter, um, it does give you an advantage. No, there's no doubt. Yeah. That it helps. Yeah. There's no doubt, but it also, I mean, what's wrong with that? But, but it, it also, the other thing that it does is it, it helps you make a decision. Mm-hmm. Okay. Because, with like us, harvest, me personally, I like my goal is to harvest a mature buck. Sure. Okay. And a couple of the bucks that I was hunting this year, yeah. I sent those pictures to Dave Edwards. Mm-hmm. You know, because I'm like, and and, and I don't I don't want to I don't want to know whether he would shoot it or not. You I just, just want to know how old they are. You know, exactly. Yeah, you know? How long have they survived? And- yeah. You know, and 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 that. <clears throat> If you if you can't take trail cam pictures, then then you have to make a decision on the hoof, mm-hmm. and and there was twice this year that I saw very nice bucks that I knew that I had pictures of, and I I, I knew what they looked like, and I and I passed them, you know, and then the buck that I shot, yeah, I knew exactly exactly which buck that was, and I knew that he was a mature buck, yeah, you know, so. Yeah. yeah, there's 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 arguments both ways. I, I get pros it. and cons on both sides of the sure, fence. Sure, sure. No doubt. Sure. All right, let's take a break. We come back. I wanted to get back into this uh, sheep's head jig conversation. And, Kirk? Yeah, we had a little uh, 
a blurb that we brought up last weekend. We need to do some clarification. Oh, yeah. Some fake news? Yeah, some fa- slightly fake. Yeah. Fake, but not fake. Yeah, right. Exactly. <laughs> fake news. And uh, so thank you to, uh, come back from the break. to Michael Huss uh, sending us some pictures. Uh, he sent us some pictures that were from Black Hammock near the boat ramp of some deer on the side of the road. Great pictures. Love getting pictures. And you can yeah. always send us pictures at our Facebook page or our Instagram page. Just uh, search uh, The Outdoor Show and, and it'll pop up. And if you'd like to join us here this morning, 904-641-1010, right here on the Nimnik Buick GMC Outdoor Show. Coastal Equipment on New Kings Road and in McClenny, your home of Kubota. They've got all the land pride attachments to go with it. And uh, I do know that uh, the Kubota products that they have, they got a whole big shipment in of those uh, skid steers. So if you're interested in that, they've got they've got them. Also, the hot seat pressure washers and all the steel power equipment, you know, the chainsaws, blowers, edgers, and what have you. So just uh, go to the homepage of OutdoorShow.com. Just scroll down to the bottom of the homepage and then click on Coastal Equipment. And it'll give you all the information that you need. All right, Captain Kirk, there was some. Was there some fake news last week? Well, kind of, sort of, but not really. Um, we had mentioned that uh, Singleton's was closed. Mm-hmm. Um, it actually has. Uh, it is closed temporarily. We got a text message on our Facebook page from Dean Singleton, okay, one of the owners of Singleton Seafood Shack down in Mayport, and they are not permanently closed. Uh, they are doing renovations and installing a fire sprinkler system. And he said, as soon as we get all that done, we're going to reopen after all the renovations are done, which, you know, a lot of us do like going into Singleton's. I, oh, yeah. It's one of my favorite restaurants. Yeah. Been there for Love 40 years. And I told him we, we look forward to when they get it all up and running. And he said, I said, as soon as you guys know when your grand opening, reopening is, let us know. Let we'll, us know. We'll put it out there. You know? For sure. Awesome. Awesome. Love Singleton's. Yeah. In fact, I was going to the best atmosphere I was gonna, ever. I mean, literally, when we I brought it up last weekend. Yeah, I, the reason I brought it up is I was like, "All right, it's, uh, yeah, we're going fishing, and if we catch anything, we can walk in there and get them to cook it." That and that I was, was one of the greatest features. Yeah. And, and also because I was thinking about driving out there to get a, a fried shrimp basket. Shrimp basket, right. man, are you kidding me? So, Kirk, like one of the best when they're open. Um, me and some buddies go out of Mayport. We catch a couple redfish, sheep's head. We fillet them. And it, it literally, you just take your fillets in there with you? Yeah. Just go in, sit down at the table, uh-huh. hand it to the waitress and say, and she'll cook it up. They, I think they charge you by the by the pound. Okay. And then they give you two sides, and it's a hell of a deal. I that's, mean, we have done it. That's awesome. Well, and, and the coolest thing about that, as you well know, guys, is if you take fresh seafood like that, from the time you caught it, you clean it yeah. and walk over there within hours. Mm-hmm. There's nothing like it. That's right. There ain't nothing better. There's nothing <laughs> there's, better. There's no way. And we've done that before. All of us yeah. have, have gone fishing together and, and gone over there and had lunch and dropped off a bag of fish. And, and Are you familiar with any other restaurants that do that, Jeff? No. I, I think, and somebody correct me if I'm wrong, I think Aunt Kate's does it in St. Augustine. Okay. Yeah. That'd be very cool. Yeah. I, I know Safe Harbor was doing it for a while, but I don't know if they've discontinued because of the COVID. I mean, there was some some underlying, uh, you know, staffing yeah, sure. issues, mm-hmm. which everybody mm-hmm. suffered through. Absolutely. But um, there's nothing like taking fresh seafood from, from the table to the, you know, to the cooker and then back to the plate. I mean, there's nothing like it. Nothing like it. All so right. Anyway, uh, uh, and, we got uh, our Kirby uh, Coke. Cooking glad, right? Well, I'm glad we'll get to that in a minute, but I just wanted to, I'm glad we got that straightened out and we got the yeah. correct information out there. So Singleton's yeah. 
Seafood is not closing permanently. They're temporarily closed to do a little remodeling. And uh, we'll we'll find out uh, exactly, or not exactly, we'll get an idea maybe when they're looking at reopening. So okay. we can it would pass be very cool if they could open before the El Cheapo. Because that's our tradition, bro. Yeah. Oh, and you owe us dinner. We always go. <laughs> what? <laughs> I think we have to. Uh, we'll have to look at the uh, revisit that. Um, second place last year. Thank you very much. We won. Uh, Hello. Uh, hmm. Okay. Old Town Kayak, Mincola. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. The year before, okay. I didn't get any benefit from that. So I, I think that might have been a. I, I think that was a draw year. Because the year before, because year of before COVID, we had the bigger fish. I don't know. Yeah, we did. Did you? Yeah, that's two years. That's been like I think you. Ever since you got second place, that's like been the the anomaly, in like oh, the boy. last eight years. The styrofoam I think. cup. Styrofoam cup. Yeah, that was three or four years ago, right? Yeah, that was like four or five years ago. That's about four years ago. Yeah, yeah. It was like four years ago. So that's like yeah. the only time you've won in the last ten. Yeah. So Team Logman is just whoa, 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 working. Whoa, whoa. It's team Logman. Okay. So, so that's not true. So are you saying that that's Kirk is like totally. a multi-year welcher? That's at this point, true. we're going to have no, a little no, bet. No. Me and you are going to have a little side bet this week. We'll have to revisit. Me, the, me and Kirk uh, and Dylan are going fishing this week. Oh, and we're going to have we're, we're going to have to have a little side bet, you know, between the three of us. Jeez. Yeah, we'll, yeah. There you go. You're going to be competitive? No, oh, not me. Not at all. Yeah, just not, not at all. Hey, imagine. Uh, Ca- uh, Captain Kenny Crawford just texted me and said the salty pelican in Fernandina will cook your fish too. Okay, cool. So, oh, so, so, we, cool. so we got a Fernandina, Saint Augustine, Saint Augustine. Yeah, nice. Very good. Yeah. Now, where's the salty pelican at? Bernadina? <laughs> yes. Yeah, they have a twin. Yeah. They're born on the same year. Uh, by the way, we were earlier talking about uh, jig heads to be used for sheep's head, and we, we got some feedback on our Facebook page and uh, and got some great feedback. Mm. You know, I, I've always been a big fan of the Real Habit jigs, which is yes. you know, in the last couple of years I've started using them, and I just absolutely love them. And, uh, and then we were talking about the jig heads, and we actually we got a couple of people that chimed in. We got somebody that said, hey, uh, and I'm going to make sure I get their names right. Jennifer Adam Wiggins chimed in. She actually said, hey, I also like the Real Habit jigs, and she sent in a picture. And uh, she said, uh, hard to find right now. Uh, hopefully not too hard to find. And then Ben Elster chimed in, and he likes the Salt Donkey jigs, which – I, and, and if you go to our Facebook page and look yeah. at the post that he put up, this is the perfect kind of a jig if you're going to use a jig head, a traditional jig head, uh-huh. in my mind, because that eyelet's all the way at the front of the lead. Mm-hmm. And then the way that that lead is, it keeps that hook up right. and away from the, hangs. For structure, exactly. I like the design of that. Now, yeah. I'm curious to know, and that's a fairly short shank, Kirk, it looks like it is, to yeah. me, right? Yeah, yeah. But I'm curious as to know what size weights that weighted jigs you could get that in. I don't know. And but the, again, it, it still belays the fact too. The hook is the most important part of this. Right. Kevin brought that up early in the show. <clears throat> if you use a cheap gold Aberdeen hook that you use for brim, that's going to bend. They're, yeah, they're going to. A sheephead's going to crush that. Yep. Real quick, Russ Osley. I guess I hope I pronounced that right. He said that his daughter is uh, doing some research vessel study activities and does not have her sea legs yet and want a recommendation for motion sickness medication. Um, I think, Jeff, you said try the Motion Ease oil. You can get it on Amazon. Well, that's that. This, this has been – and Tara replied to that. Is Tara? Okay. Because that's something that she suffers from. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 
Like me and her can't go on the ocean. She's got to be inshore. Right. Yeah. I mean, she gets motion sick. Well, and the other thing so that I found that works really well is a scopolamine patch. The scopolamine patch has been a game has, saver it, for a lot of my yeah, clients. That, okay, um, a total grievance with Kirk. Did you spell that right? I I, I googled it and I think that's right. Scopolamine. Uh, scopolamine. Yeah. Scopolamine. Scopolamine. Yeah. Okay. I was, I was just, was, just going to say. The I patch. knew you had to Google that. I had to because I would have had to Google. Yeah. I was typing it and I was like, "That don't look right." And then totally a, the correct Google spelling that. popped up. I said, "Okay, that looks right." I'll, oh, I'll that's take great. It. Whatever. Yeah. So anyway, try that because I know when we were. You know, I remember going back to doing the TV show with you. Yes. Oh, John, John Wilder. God, he's oh, a greatest. God could really operate a camera, yeah. but man, he remember that day we three of us went out mm-hmm. and it was flat, and we were like, "You're sick." We Dude, haven't he, even broke I the mean, like, sick like, as a dog. Like, like. About to die, yeah. Oh, sick. Yeah. He would Poor just guy. volume yes. blow up stuff. Yeah, we terrible. we did a show with. Uh, remember the one show that we did with you and I and Larry at the Jetties. Oh, you know. Oh my. He had God. double. We bought him two of these. Yes, things. The, the, yeah, yeah, yeah the one wrist. on each arm. Yeah, and it <laughs> still didn't work. And we're like, it's, no, and he's like, no, man, I'm dying. We're yeah. gonna go in. And some, he would be sick. He would be it. sick for a couple of days. Really, didn't get over it. Uh uh-uh. uh Like as soon as his feet hit ground. Uh uh-uh. uh. No, he would still have vertigo and have to stay in bed. Have you guys ever you you've gotten seasick Damn right a couple I times? Yeah. Okay, Kirk, have you? I've been sick. Yeah, that's yeah, no I've fun, been man. It's I've, I've been seasick it's before. It's the worst, man. Might have a little something new to hangover that I had, but I was seasick. Yeah. Well, yeah. I've had that, but I mean, I'm talking true seasickness. Nausea I mean, is the yeah. worst. Yeah. Oh, it's terrible. My body does not like barfing. Yeah. Terrible. All right. Uh, Let's let's squeeze this in before we take a break, <laughs> and we go right to the Kirby Go Cooking deal. Yeah, so we've gotten that kind of out of our systems there. What a yeah. quote! Can we, we need go to, to the next when, break. Well, My body put, don't like barfing. We Man. need to put some food in our stomach to <laughs> calm it down. Okay, so we're going to do the Kirby Co Builders Cooking Tip of the Week. Kirby Co Builders <laughs> doesn't work, does it? It's it really doesn't work. That's industry awful. leader and proven provider of framing, drywall, interior, Boy, really, and exterior to stretch. <laughs> brutal exterior finish on both commercial and residential products. We're going to make it work here. Okay. Oh my gosh. <laughs> uh, we we love uh, slow cooking meats, and one of the great pieces of meat. And I don't know if I'd quite put put this into the into the top five of the Mount Rushmore of meats, but prime rib is right up there. Oh, it's got to be. Yeah. You know, next to the ribeye cap that comes off of the prime rib. Yes, that's the best. But we always do that as a traditional Christmas dinner thing. And mm-hmm. this year, I, you know, we were over at Hagen during the Christmas show, and I was walking around in there, and I was going, man, I got to come up with something different, you know? And I was kind of poking around. So I found this thing. It's called a prime rib rub-a-dub. It's no MSG, it's gluten-free, <laughs> and it's basically a rub that you put on. You can use it for um, steaks, you can use it for chops, um, roast, ribs, Can whatever. I smell it? And it's really cool. Um, it's, it's very different. When you open it up, it's, it's got some really cool scents to it. It's got rosemary crushed up in it with garlic. Um, Jeff, read the rest of the ingredients yeah, can, right there on the side. I don't have my cheaters on. There's no chance that I could read that. But I liked it because it's I'm got sorry. a bunch of different flavors. And what I did is I took some of Carrie's mustard. Oh. Yeah, it took some. Mustard of- helps seasoning bind to meat. That's gotcha. right. Gotcha. So I took the, the mustard and it's got. And it doesn't make the meat mustardy. Right, by, right, by right, the way. right, right, right. So anyway, it's got garlic, rosemary, earth salt, onions, black pepper, Worcestershire sauce powder, which is the French's brand. It's got distilled vinegar, molasses, uh, salt, caramel. Um, 
sugar, tamarind. Um, so when you when are you going to cook as a prime rib and bring it in on Saturday morning? I might do that one day. I'll bring all right. y'all in. Uh, I'm all or for do that. Some beef ribs Hell or something like yeah. that. Mm-hmm. But Come I was on. I really liked it. Okay, I, I think I really liked the 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 garlic powder mixed with the Worcestershire sauce powder mm-hmm. and the rosemary crushed up in it. I mean, when you smell it, Kevin. I mean, yeah. Here. By by the it's way, very different. We uh, we're big all big fans of cooking. If not like Kevin, big fans of eating. Uh, that smells. Amen. Gordon is good, isn't it? Yeah. Gordon yesterday did a, a Dutch oven Boston butt, partially smoked, and then and then thrown in uh, an oven. Yeah, and mm, we I have not that. gotten the full report on the quality of that particular Boston butt, but that may end up being a future Kirby mm-hmm. Co. Yeah. cooking tip of the week. So, uh, Gordon, if you're listening, okay, where's the info on the cook last night? Did you have a little bit of too much of what was that stuff that they were drinking recently? It was like uh, Canadian Mist or uh, something like that. I usually it's gin. Yeah, but he, they got into something else. Oh, they got into yeah, something they else. They got into oh, something Lord. else. Maybe that was part of the reason why I never yeah, got a response. Right. Anyway, we'll come back. We'll do an updated weather and an updated tides right here on the Nimnik Buick GMC Outdoor Show. Welcome back to the Nimnik Chevrolet Outdoor Show. And uh, Lord Calvert was uh, poisoning Gordon's mind. Oh, Lord we, Calvert. We, yeah, that's what the, I uh, got uh, clarification on that. Aye, Lord Calvert. <laughs> that stuff is rock good. Oh, oh, right up there with Old Crow. Oh, old Crow. Weather Report brought crow. to you by the uh, finest barbecue in Jacksonville, and that'd be the Beer to Pick. Two mm-hmm. locations, one in San Marco, the other one out of Jack's Beach. I had some the other day. The best brisket, and if you really, I'm, one of my favorites there to get the bacon wrap jalapeno poppers as oh, an app. Off the chain, buddy. The greens as a side are tremendous, and uh, the burnt ends, fantastic. The weekends, they got beef rib, impeccable, and the brisket is always top-notch, and that's the true measuring stick of barbecue. All right, for the weather forecast, uh, here we go, right? East, northeast today, 15 to 20 knots, 4 to 6 feet. Tomorrow, southeast around five, uh, 15 knots, 4 to 5 feet. And then here comes a little bit of a cold front because it's going to turn west on Monday, 10 to 15 knots, becoming north-northwest around 20 in the afternoon, 4 to 5 feet. Showers likely and a slight chance of thunderstorms during the morning, chance of showers in the afternoon on Monday. Tuesday, and Tuesday night, northeast winds, 20 to 25 knots, C6 to 9, a slight chance of showers. Wednesday, northeast winds, 15 to 20 knots, diminishing to 10 to 15 in the afternoon, C6 to 8 feet, and a slight chance of showers on Wednesday. Mm. Whoo! Going to be a little rough. Yeah, weather's hey, funkadelic, it's, it, man. It's January. What it is. Yeah, I mean. It's, it is what it is. Um, Tides Report brought to you by Angie Subs. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the home of the turkey sub. I think uh, the uh, the Lord Calvert might have been affecting Ed a little bit yesterday, too. <laughs> Matter of fact. Really? <laughs> Angie Subs, the best sub in Barney Stone, were they? You, you know, that's just a bad idea. Yeah. yeah. It sure uh, yeah. seemed like a good idea at the time, though. Yep, it tasted good yeah. when it first started. Yep, that's right. If you want to get a... Great sub. The Peruvian is always great, but uh, my personal favorite at Angie's is the turkey, turkey sub. Turkey yeah, sub. Yeah, there you go. Turkey <laughs> I, all I know the way, how much baby. You love that turkey. I love turkey. turkey. 
Can't get enough of it. Matter of fact, uh, I'm going to have to write a book, My Life with a Turkey Seven Angie's. (laughs) (laughs) So the next time you go to Angie's, you have to take a picture with it. A turkey, turkey sub? sub I will. Absolutely. Yeah, oh, yeah. I will. Yeah, yeah. yeah. You're going to have I, to. I, I haven't done it the last couple times because I have had turkey subs the last couple times. Just just proved people. <laughs> oh, sure. But uh, the tides for today at 109 p.m. at Mayport at the Bar Pilot Docks, it's going to be a high tide. That's a 4.29. Tomorrow morning at 7.43 a.m., that's a low tide. That's 0.31. a 1 p.m. tomorrow afternoon is the high tide, and that one's a 3.96 high tide. <laughs> I, I can tell you guys just a real quick. Funny story. I was on my way home on Wednesday and uh, had a couple minutes to kill, so I, I needed to talk to Captain Leon Dana. His mom hadn't been feeling well. Uh-oh. I wanted to check on her. Right. And when he answers the phone, his voice was like terribly gruff. I more mean, than like normal. Yeah, more way more than normal. He I, hadn't I, been talking to Lord Calvin, <laughs> had he? <laughs> well, <laughs> so. Anyway, I asked him about his mom, and, and he was ecstatic. His mom was getting better. So that that's that's fantastic. I good mean, to hear. It, it was yeah. it was great to hear. You know, and I'm like Leon, what is going on with you? You know, obviously the first thing you always think about now whenever somebody's sick, yeah, you know, right. yeah, you know, Corona. He goes, no, I've been throwing up for two days. I'm like, oh my god. I mean, he just been my. I can't even really talk. I've been throwing up so much. I'm like, jeez. <laughs> I'm like, like, Leon, my God, you sound that's terrible. I said, where did he said, I got food poisoning. Uh, and I'm world. like, oh, my God. I said. Don't because, tell me it was from seafood. Yeah. <laughs> Shrimp. The worst. Okay. And I'm oh. thinking, Leon eats in a lot of really nice places. Right, right, right. right. And I'm like, so where did you get the bad food? And he said. Ate the ones out of the out Golden of oil. Pandora. <laughs> what? The Golden Pandora. What the <laughs> hell is that? You went to Chinese Tiki Alley and ordered <laughs> shrimp? <laughs> oh. <laughs> I'm like, Leon, you eat at Palm Valley Outdoors and, and the fish camp and and, uh, and, and Valley Lord. Smoke. And what are you doing? You know. And he goes, oh, my God, I've been sick for two days. <laughs> The golden what now? The golden Pandora? Yeah, golden Pandora or something like that. I don't know. Where but I that? was laughing. I'm like, dude, why? You're ordering shrimp. Those like little frozen pink ones, you know? Yeah. Those things are disgusting. Oh, Yuck. Man. Yuck. Not me, brother. No. By the way, the uh, did you guys see the snowstorm that was hitting the East Coast? Yeah, it got hammered. Uh, we've got family so, up in Philadelphia, and they got toasted. It's like man. back-to-back, right? Oh, man. They got hammered last week, My, too. My... Uh, my buddy Ed, who recently just got over his own bout with the vid, okay, uh, yeah. finally got into a tree stand. Oh, my gosh. Look at and this uh, just sent us that picture. Nice. I got himself a doe in the snow. Very cool. That's so cool. Shooting deer in the snow is one of the coolest Hunting. things I've ever done. Hunting in the, Hunting snow. Hunting in the snow in is the snow. awesome. Yep. I've only it done it a awesome. few times, and it was fantastic. It is awesome. I've done it a few times. Um, my favorite ever is coyote hunting. Oh, I'll bet. In the snow. Yeah. Because when you're coyote hunting, you could have coyotes that are coming from as far away as a mile. Mm-hmm. You know, it just depends on how far the sound carries. And so all of a sudden, you just see these two little specks coming across the yeah. horizon, and you're like, is that a, oh my God. That, I know. That, that is. Yeah. Those are coyotes coming across that. Yeah. I remember when we hunted Kentucky, I mean, it was the most amazing thing to see the chipmunks start mm-hmm. moving at daybreak. Mm-hmm. And you see these little brown dots just zipping all through the snow. Yeah. 
It was just the coolest and, thing and, to watch. And, and you know, the, the, the funny thing is, is when I hunted in the snow in Kansas, I didn't find it cold. No. You know, no. It, it, there wasn't, for one thing, there wasn't any wind blowing at that time. Which if you're dressed for it, you're yeah. okay. Yeah, you're okay. Fleece. Yep. Yeah. You got to wear fleece, man. I'm telling you. It's a did lifesaver. You, did you put on a white sheet when you were hunting in the snow? I did not. I had camo. I mean, you, yeah. you, you guys nowadays, like when they go out like yeah. goose hunting and yeah. stuff. You know, it we, makes sense. When we when we wear camo now, it's you know it's the mossy oak, it's bottomland, right. it's you know tree stand, it's all yep. this other fancy stuff. And some of the guys that live up north have camo that has a lot of white patches in it, so right. that they could wear that in the snow. Yeah. And so the guys that uh, uh, some diehard goose hunters, what they do is they literally just take you know, sheets. Yeah, sheets and use them and cover themselves up. I mean, mm-hmm. I could see where that would work. Sure. Just take a pillowcase and cut the arms out off the corners. And be like, <laughs> be like, like Cas- a garbage bag. Casper, you know. <laughs> like a ba- garbage cut, bag. Cut the hole in there, allow your head yeah. just to I mean, peek a, out and a couple holes for your arms so you can operate your gun. Size and, and, and you stay warm. Add to the warmth. <laughs> yeah. Absolutely. Beautiful. Why not, man? Anyway. Oh, Jeff, as usual. By the way, it's good seeing you guys. This yeah, good to be seen. Good to be seen. Good to be seen. Yeah, the Nimnik Outdoor Show was brought to you by some fine sponsors. St. Augustine, welcome to Moe's. Welcome to Moe's. River Club, Angie Subs, Strike Zone. I'll be there in a minute. i got to get a knife sharpener for a Christmas gift. Whalen Bay Marine, Kirby Co. Builders, Tire Outlet. Thank you, Danny. I just got your message. The tire is in. My spare tire. Nimnik Family of Dealership, Chevrolet on Cassett, Buick and GMC on Phillips Highway, CNH Marine Construction, Atlantic Coast Marine, Consignment Boat Sales, LV Hires Inc., Hagen Coastal Outfitters, the Hey Dude Shoes are in, Shark Coatings, in St. Mary's, Handyman Travis, yes, in Glen St. Mary, <laughs> Coastal Equipment, two locations, Big Pen Heating and Cooling, Claude Nolan Cadillac, Stack M Storage, Ring Power and a Cat Rental Store, and the Bearded Pig. And don't forget, folks, sign up. For the uh, sporting clay shoot, the Chuck Foster Memorial for Angelwood. Looking forward to it. Yeah, we're 17th. Folks, remember anything you do in the outdoors, always think safety first. Happy New Year. See ya. See ya. See ya. See ya.